Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, smarks of all ages, welcome to another episode of the Smart Out Moment Smack Talk Podcast. I'm your host as always, Tony Mango. Joining me as always are Callum Wiggins. Hollywood intro there. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> to do something a little bit different. I kind of like it, actually. We might be doing that going forward. I don't know. What do you think about it? Uh, <laughs> let's see if we get some opinions about that with the other person that is joining us on this. As always, Robert E. Felice. You know, I was just going to say, I'm the trash man, but, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> I like that intro. It threw me off, but it actually flowed really well. You should stick with it. Yeah, we might be doing that going forward. I don't know. Leave your thoughts in the comments below. Also, do that when it comes to the comments for this particular podcast, which is kind of a, a three-part combo episode. You're getting triple the bang for your buck, which is a pretty good deal, considering this podcast is completely free. Of course, if you want to help us out on the monetary side of things, then you can help us out with the Patreon donations and the join button over there on YouTube. Make sure that you are also subscribed and you ring that little notification bell and you hit the like button. Those are completely free. But if you do want to toss a little spare change our way, you can do so through the Dark Cast tier, the Pick Your Poison tier, which we just recently did actually over on Fanboys Anonymous for one of the movie discussions. And we'll actually be talking about that movie today when it comes to that. But you know, any bit of money that you guys head over towards Smart Out Moment or Fanboys Anonymous all helps us keep the lights on here. And of course, the same thing applies to TeePublic and Redbubble for picking up some merchandise or that little thanks button. So if you do want to say thank you and you want to help fund us going forward, then by all means, take part in all those. But what we are doing today, far as uh, this whole trifecta thing is concerned, we are talking about pro wrestlers in movies and we are going to kind of approach this in three different ways so generally speaking we're going to do what we have called before a going over is the segment title where we just sort of talk in general terms about different things but we're also going to do a top rope list of our favorite movies that have incorporated a wrestler in some fashion and we're also going to try to figure out a way to get a Mount Rushmore in here. Maybe two Mount Rushmores, depending on how we want to classify things. But we're not going to do the same sort of layout that we normally do with Mount Rushmores. It's very least where we do like, okay, that's the prime target for this whole thing. And we're going to have different versions of the Mount Rushmore. And we're going to debate back and forth with everything. Same thing when it comes to the top rope list. We're not going to be going, well, my number 10 is such and such. And you think it's number six. So we'll debate on where the placement is. We're going to treat things a little bit differently this time around. So as we tell you our thoughts, we want to know what you have to say. Drop your thoughts in the comments below and tell us about your favorite things that have been applicable to Hollywood and WWE crossing over. And it doesn't necessarily have to be WWE either. It could be WCW, it could be New Japan, whatever it is. So we are focusing more on movies than on TV, but we will talk TV. And we've done quite a bit of research for this on checking different resource lists and uh, making sure that obviously I, for instance, I went through all the list of movies that I have and um, that I've looked through in the past and my letterboxed and everything and just kind of went like, all right, what are my favorite things? What are my least favorite things? We're going to talk about the good and the bad and everything in between. Starting things off, let's just talk in general about the idea of wrestlers in Hollywood because... The reason why we're doing this is because WrestleMania is going to go to Hollywood again. 
We've been seeing things like The Miz and Maurice doing parodies of Top Gun Maverick and uh, Bianca Belair and Montez Ford doing Titanic. I don't know why they went all the way back to Titanic for that. It's kind of interesting to me. I think that they should have just focused on like some more recent movies, but whatever. So when you think wrestlers in Hollywood, is there any particular person or any particular movie or anything that comes to your mind? Hmm, I wonder. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely um, any one of the movies that Nathan Jones has been an extra in. I mean, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's it's Dwayne Johnson, I think mm-hmm. I think we can safely say, is is the Hollywood wrestling actor. Starting to be Batista for me, which is continuing a weird trend of me gushing over Batista on this podcast, but... Uh, Dave's really good in movies, but obviously Rock is the guy. I honestly tend to think of Hogan, funny enough. You're and older. I, I think Hollywood. Right, yeah. And not only is it because I am a little older than you guys, but also he went into Hollywood sooner than everybody else because he had the opportunity to because he's older as well. So I immediately and i don't know why because i can't even quote anything about the movie i couldn't tell you anything about it really i think hollywood hogan around the time frame of three ninjas <laughs> you know honestly that's uh listen i didn't make a full list of movies that are just dog shit but that's one of them that's- yeah i i don't remember liking it even as a kid i you know there's four three ninjas movies which i think is kind of funny why not just the three especially because i mean once you did the first movie you don't really need to do the other ones but that is the kind of thing that i think of immediately i still haven't gotten out of that range of being like no they could just be normal actors and all now if i start diving deep into it like what we're gonna do then you get into the batistas and you get into the john cena's and the rocks and uh even when it comes to the people that aren't as well known so there's things like you know kurgan in wwe eventually moved on became an actor and he's done far more acting than he's done wrestling matches there's lots of stunt work people that you wouldn't even know until you started to do the research like what we had done there are people that i was like oh shit okay that person's just like a bodyguard in a scene in this movie or this person happens to be a wrestler and i didn't know that they were a wrestler or something kind of both sides of the fence here um where do you want to start it's hard to really kind of pinpoint a talking point unless we start going into like, you know, some of the worst or some of the best or just like uh, one of the surprises when you were looking around. And you're like, I didn't know that the person was in this or anything that you guys want to kind of have as a launching point. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's it's hard that I don't want to go in too much detail, but what sons that I consider the best because I want to save that for when I get when we get through to our top road lists because that's where we're going to be talking about our favorites. Well, so, but start here. Let's talk about just bees about wrestling. What are some of the ones that stick out to you? What uh, are some of your favorites? Are any of them good in your mind? Well, all right. So the one that immediately sticks sticks out when you talk about. Uh, movies about wrestling. I mean, there, there's there's a few that would stick out. Obviously, the wrestler is is a big is a big is a big one to start <laughs> with. Uh, Mickey Rourke leading into that WrestleMania where he was supposed to wrestle Chris Jericho and decided not to because it felt like it would make him look stupid. And so he said After he went doing in, a whole 
You know, <laughs> after doing a whole movie where you learn to respect the industry. Yeah. yeah I'm not going to fucking do it. What, what, what am I, an idiot? <laughs> but I, I haven't actually seen that movie, at least not all the way through. No? No, hmm. so I can't really talk too much about it. What I have seen all the way through is Ready to Rumble. So I have seen The Wrestler. I watched that as part of my usual breakdown where I used to at the very least. I haven't been doing it the past couple of years, but I used to watch every movie that was nominated for an Oscar as much as I possibly could. I'm not going to watch like, you know, best documentary short and stuff, but the wrestler was something that I was like, Oh, you know, this could be like Oscar caliber type of material. And I honestly was a little bit underwhelmed with it. I mean, I've never had the urge to rewatch it a second time. My favorite part of the movie was actually Marissa Tomei more than anything else. Ready to Rumble, I've not watched, and that's why that's on my uh, Mr. The Smark list to potentially maybe go around. I don't want to do Mr. Smark on either of those. I want to do full-blown, but sit down, the three of us, and watch these movies. Both are really good. The Wrestler. What? What? (laughs) You you said Ready to Rumble is a good movie. Okay, in fairness to me... (laughs) I was seven years old. Piss off. That is, a, that is a movie that buries wrestling more than John Cena buried Austin Fury this week. <laughs> I don't know about that. John Cena is in that movie, though. Um, I, I just, I really like it. It's, it's so cheesy. It's so early 2000s. Um, the Wrestler is just actually a very good movie. And I think it was maybe the peak of the... All wrestlers from the 80s are sad and have drug addiction problems and die early. And that kind of being the stigma of wrestling. And it was way better than I thought it would be. Like, I thought it would just kind of, you know, do what most movies do. Take the piss out of wrestling and that kind of stuff. The wrestler was a very powerful story. As powerful as you can get when you're talking about wrestling, at least. And I love that movie. Now with ready to rumble. <laughs> mm. So so well that movie is is difficult in a number of senses beyond the fact that it's just a bad movie. Uh, it's very very bad comedy, and it's essentially it paints the two main characters are two absolute no hopers losers, and they're like the biggest wrestling fans in the world. And so that, by extension, you almost paint the picture of all wrestling fans are idiots because these two are the biggest wrestling fans ever and they are just dolts. Now, in um, fairness, no matter what year you're looking at, wrestling does that to its fan base, does uh, it not? Like, they still oh, do it oh, today. Yeah, it does, yeah. yeah it, it does treat them like idiots, but, like, this was just putting it on the big screen. Fortunately, very few people watched. But that was, so that, that was to its benefit. But I think that, admittedly, it's not, like, the worst movie that I've ever seen or anywhere close to that really it's a bad movie but it's not like absolutely like oh i need to wash my eyes out with soap after watching it like ddp does a good performance as the the main wrestling villain in he's it. a villain in it huh yeah yeah i know it's it's odd he he takes on the more uh heelish side of his persona even though uh at the time he was a full-on baby face but the biggest uh obviously the biggest mark that this movie has from our perspective is just like well, obviously we're movie and wrestling fans, but like as in the wrestling side of things, which what the podcast is for, uh, this directly led to David Arquette winning the WCW Championship. 
Yeah, that's not the best thing that it can be like, okay, well, at least we got that out of it, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, this movie had ramifications beyond just being a, a crappy movie that no one really remembers. I do still want to watch it at some point. And, you know, if we get an opportunity to add that down to the list, and of course, yeah, obviously, if uh, you want to make sure that we do, that's part of the Pick Your Poison tier, we should definitely do like a, a fan tracks and then review combination of things like we did with no holds barred, which is another thing to us to talk about when it comes to pro wrestling movies. And yeah, you know, this is starring Hulk Hogan and we did the business mark for that before. So if you want our pretty much live reactions to no holds barred with our commentary track, watch that back with us and then check out the review. Cause there are some moments in that movie that are just fantastically awful. Like the, yeah, <laughs> the, the obviously the dookie line and all no holds barred is not going anywhere close to my list of that top rope list and i, I have two two top rope lists i have the like more of a featured part and then just a cameo it's not going on either of them you know it's weird when no holds barred I, I still don't get it no matter what i do it's a wwf movie why isn't he just hulk hogan what why did they create the character of rip is literally just Hogan with a different hand side and wearing blue. Why don't you just go full blown? This is the WWF movie, No Holds Barred. Here's all of our guys. Why was it just? It's a very weird movie. I don't know why because they uh, it, fumbled so badly. It's because Vince hates wrestling, and so he <laughs> just wanted to he wanted to try and treat it like somewhat serious by getting proper actors into it. But you know, you have to make Hogan the star. And it doesn't really work. I think, like, as a category, we could talk about, obviously, you mentioned that Hogan is the guy that's, like, you first think of when it comes to wrestlers in movies or wrestlers in Hollywood. Hogan has a very bad track record in in movies or television appearances. Yeah, he is not working his way up on that list of, like, best wrestling actors by any means. The biggest issue with Hulk Hogan in the movies that I've found is that he's Hulk Hogan. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's just, he, he can't, like, Dwayne Johnson took some risks when he first came in, when he first took acting seriously. I think the, the biggest example of that is Be Cool, when he transitions into being this, you know, this comedic gay bodyguard in the movie. It's like, okay, that's that's not The Rock at all. Like, he still has some aspects of it, but it's just, that's not The Rock. And Hogan just couldn't escape being Hogan in movies. Because he just was the big guy with muscles, Santa with muscles, even in some some instances, <laughs> just and and yeah, that was just it was he was Hulk Hogan in some other person's like character for a little while, but he was still he was still like quintessentially Hulk Hogan. I actually I don't know which Hogan movies that I've seen off the top of my head i know i've seen at least like some like i'm almost positive that i've seen mr nanny for instance i've definitely seen santa with muscles i haven't seen that one pick a poison no, everybody I would, yeah again I, again i wouldn't but it's, it's not one that i would actively recommend but again it's not like it's not a terrible movie but it's just you know it's called santa with muscles what are you gonna expect right yeah you I can't go into that mr yeah. nanny or santa with muscles i'd be willing to watch either have you seen any hogan movies then I've seen three ninjas. 
<laughs> I'm looking at his IMDb right now just to double check to see if there's anything that I'm oh, totally missing. A- I think I might have seen Suburban Commando, but I don't remember for sure about that either because we're talking like, I mean, that came out in 91, so I'm like three or four years old or, or so. It's I'm hard to kind going. of, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But most of this, uh, of course, the IMDb is listing a bunch of other things, too. It's like, you know, WrestleMania. He's playing the part of Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania and all. But, like, I didn't check out Thunder in Paradise. Uh, I've never seen... Um, if you can't count, this. Hogan knows best. In yeah. This, really. <laughs> a lot of these uh, little, like, guest spots and stuff. Like, I'm not going to see Dolly or whatever. I have seen Rocky Three, And this is where... I get into a thing where I'm sure some people are going to be like, wait, what? why is that not, not on your list? I don't remember Rocky three. <laughs> that is one of the ones I I've only seen everywhere. I've seen every one of the Rocky movies, but I've seen them all only once. And I think that the franchise itself is kind of fantastic in the way that they always do something like each one moves the story forward and, it's kind of a benchmark in a lot of ways from like making sure you're not completely stale considering how stale these could get. Like they're very bland premises. It's just like, okay, well then Rocky fights this person, but they do something in it each time, but I've never felt the urge to go back and rewatch Rocky three. So despite how that might be one of the better movies, I have 13 movies on my top 10 and I don't have Rocky three on there. (laughs) when did hogan give up trying to be a movie star uh i don't know if he ever has really i know there was i can't remember the name of the movie because i only saw like a clip of someone talking about it recently and i was just doing some research on youtube and there was, there was some person some poor youtuber who had made it his quest to watch every single hulk hogan movie Huh. And do like a, a commentary, well, not, not an overall commentary, but do like a review of each one. And he thought he'd gotten to the end, but then he found this weird, like, really odd, um, oh, what's it called? It's called Little Hercules, I think it's called. And it's based around that, you know, there was this um, thing going around with that, like, boy with that really young boy with loads of abs. Yeah. Like, like I he was. Him. Like a, like a young strong man. So he's yeah, they the star. invited him into the ring once from Rod, didn't they? I think so, maybe. Well, he was the star of that movie. Just oh, by God, not being an actor. Yeah, Little Hercules oh. in 3D. You know? Jeez. <laughs> when did and this come out? 2009, it looked. Yeah, so this is Hogan in, well, about to enter TNA, I think. So he might actually be in TNA, but he's, like, he's at least on the cusp of joining TNA. And he plays Zeus. Oh, my so God. Dad. And. Uh, Paul White's in it as well. Big Show's in it as well. As uh, he's not even Hades. He's some other god from another mythology. Marduk. Like, yeah, Marduk. Marduk. Yeah, Marduk. Maybe Marduk. Yeah, from a from an from a completely different mythology. I don't even know what mythology <laughs> that is, but it's like, and it's just yeah, it's the the green screen. It's all basically set on a green screen stage, like in you know Olympus or whatever, and it's it's just awful. And to be fair, considering some of the infomercials that Hogan was in towards the the, the back end of his career, uh, it doesn't surprise me that he would sign up for something that low quality. You mean you wouldn't get a Hulk Hogan chicken sandwich, Callum? Is that not what you would eat? No. Look, I'm looking at the cast of this. The whole Hogan family's in this. 
Nick, Linda, Brooke, they're all here. Uh, Paul White is here. Robin Givens is here. Uh, this looks like a mess that I would absolutely watch if someone paid me. <laughs> so, you know, uh, Patreon. Yeah, just a very quick look. I saw, like, he's in Spy Hard, which is kind of funny. Not my favorite of the bunch. And um, Romeo and Juliet. Okay, sure. Uh, I don't think I've seen Muppets no. from Space. I'm really interested in this I have one. seen it, yeah. Oh, um, I haven't seen too many of the Muppet movies. Oh, it wasn't much of a Muppets guy. Yeah. I, I, I love the Muppets. Muppets were, like, that was something that I just grew up with obviously not not in live in time because that was in like the 60s or 70s but um i was um i i had someone bought me like a compilation dvd of them as a kid and i just watched that religiously you were a muppet baby the episode- <laughs> yeah muppet, muppet baby, yeah. baby. <laughs> I, I, had, I had a kermit uh ventriloquist uh doll nice i believe that, that i used to that i used to mess around with a good voice N- no <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know kermit I'm Kermit the Frog here. That's pretty good. That's the best I could do. Oh, that's actually really good. <laughs> I, think every, I think everyone could do Kermit the Frog, though, really. Especially Ray Romano. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, but, um, so, I, I remember Muppet's face. He doesn't have a big role in that, because he's just a bodyguard for, like, the evil guys that are trying to convince, well, they're trying to convince Gonzo that he's an alien. Then it turns out Gonzo is an alien by the end of the movie. Spoiler alert for if you haven't seen Muppets in Space. That's basically the premise of it. It's, the whole thing is, is Gonzo an alien or not? Because hmm. no one knows what Gonzo is. So and that matter what the fuck are all the other ones? <laughs> well, <laughs> we know Big Bird's a bird. We know Kermit's a frog. But Like Miss Piggy's a pig. What's Elmo? Yeah, Fozzie Bear. Oh, what oh, is yeah, that? but that's Sesame Street. That's not Muppets. Oh, wait, yeah. Well, I'm just thinking they're all in general Muppets. So. Yeah. <laughs> But, but yeah, I've watched way too many Muppet movies. I, I love the, um, well, just to go back to that DVD, like one of the things they had on that DVD, they had two of the biggest episodes they ever did, which was the episode with Elton John, which is huge because Elton John was massive at that point in time in the 70s. Was he and, a Muppet or was he just himself? He was just himself. <laughs> okay. But, 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 but himself is kind of a Muppet in some, yeah. in some capacity. So. And then the uh, one with um, Luke Skywalker. They had the cast to start. Well, so the oh, cast to start, they, yeah. they had Mark Hamill. They had Mark Hamill playing both Luke Skywalker and Mark Hamill, which is fantastic. <laughs> and and it was just oh, again, I'm going off on something which isn't wrestling related, so it's just. Like, but oh um, God. but it's um because he essentially Mark Hamill when he's Mark Hamill wants to sing and dance and be part of the big show, and Luke Skywalker's basically saying, "No, I'm a, I'm a space person. Like I, I'm not going to go and do like song and dance on this on stage for you." But then you have Chewbacca in it and see Freepio and R two D two. Unfortunately, you don't get um. Uh, uh, Han Solo or Leia, but but they got it was a, it was a it was a good episode. I'm shocked but, that they couldn't get Harrison Ford for this. They didn't do uh, the obvious thing of having Chewie and <laughs> making him a Muppet. <laughs> no, but they did. They did, but they did build a whole episode of Pigs in Space around it. So that's hmm. good. Yeah. So there are obviously some other Hulk Hogan movies that are out there and all, but. I mean, there's plenty, plenty other wrestlers that we can be talking about. So we're going to bounce around quite a bit here and um, keep in mind all those things. If you want to support us to check them out, if you see anything or hear anything at this point that you're like, oh, my God, that sounds awful or that sounds amazing. I really want these guys to watch it. Pick poison. So 
way uh should probably switch over to somebody that um has done a lot of work in movies and at this point it's not somebody that you necessarily would be like okay that's a guy i think of with people in movies but it's nathan jones so we were talking about earlier this guy is not memorable at all for pro wrestling but he pops up so often in so many movies and fills the role that a lot of other people do, which is, you know, I mean, more often than not pro wrestlers end up being like the bodyguard and something where they're the monster or they're, you know, the big tough guy at the prison break that ends up fighting the hero or something. Nathan Jones has made a career off of that. Same thing with um, Kurgan, uh, Robert Millay. Both of them are so much better as that than they are as wrestlers. <laughs> And if you go down the list of their IMDb's, you got Kurgan's in Deadpool 2, Nathan Jones is in Mortal Kombat, uh, there's movies that are on the little cameo list that I have separately, like Mad Max Fury Road, Nathan Jones is actually one of the more important of like the random guys that's in that. And it makes me kind of happy to see that these people are able to just like branch out and do those kind of roles because look, I mean, not many of the people that are in WWE or let's face it, any kind of company, they're not really like typically fantastic actors, but they can pull these parts off really, really well. And the stunt work and everything, I mean, it's another whole category that we can get into too, but any big brute type roles that come to your mind immediately. I mean, when I think of Jones in particular, I think of, you know, I just had Mad Max. Um, there is someone, he was known in WCW as the ultimate solution. Uh, he played Bane in Batman and Robin. and Jeep Swenson. I just think that that's tremendous. Because that movie is horrible. But as we've already <laughs> discussed with Ready to Rumble, I like horrible movies. And that, that movie is fun. There's a couple that's written to mind. Uh, uh, Great Carly and Get Smart. That's a movie I have not seen, but I kind of feel like I should. Yeah. Essentially, he's the, the big guy that you just can't take down. And I think he eventually ends up siding with the good guys. It's like, similar to like Jaws in the, <laughs> in the James Bond franchise. But um, but yeah, he's just like, obviously, the size of him, he's a giant obstacle. And speaking of Bond, I think we'd be remiss to not mention... Uh, High Chief Peter Maivere. Yes. In, um, uh, in the... Oh, so, you only twice. Yeah, the only <laughs> twice. I know I had, I had it. I had it. And then every other Bond movie just came straight to my head. At that point. <laughs> um, but, um, Not yeah, the only it, um, pro wrestler in a Bond film, say, but he... He's odd job a wrestler as well. I think that he did do some wrestling. And, of course, we'll talk about Batista. And, yeah, but um, You Only Live Twice is on my, my cameo list. I'll, yeah. I'll spoil I, that. I would say that, yeah, I would say even though it is a Bond movie, it will not be appearing on my um, on my <laughs> top rope list because it is, uh, if you go back and listen to our review to a Kill podcast over on Fanboys Anonymous, you will find out that it is my least favorite Bond movie because <laughs> it is incredibly racist. It, it, it yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> it very much is. <laughs> yes, it's, it's pretty racist, guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Uh, High Chief Peter Maravilla has even popped up as a character on Young Rock on a recent episode about filming that movie. And 
I mean, we might as well talk about that too. Uh, when it comes to, you know, Hollywood and, and movies and pro wrestlers and all that kind of crossover, it's not just the movie side. It is TV and young rock is a show that's kind of bridging the gap in a lot of different ways between a lot of those things, because they've got wrestlers playing non wrestlers. They've got actors playing the wrestlers. They've got the rock playing himself, but it's a fictional version of himself talking about the real life events from the past. It's all over the place, but uh, Guys, I, I help me out here because I've watched a lot of wrestling. Who was Chad Frost? <laughs> I've never seen this Chad Frost. Oh, you you didn't see that classic match, uh, Chad Frost versus? Uh... <laughs> yeah, no. Was it like a sixty minute Iron Man match in Anaheim or something? Or is... uh, I think it was in Rio de Janeiro. Right. Yeah, you know, it was for the Intercontinental Title, but. Um... <laughs> I might be the only one on this panel that watches Young Rock. Is that true? I've seen a few episodes, but like, I want to. It seems like it's a fun show. It's not the best show in the world, but then again, you know what you're getting into when it comes to it. It's kind of like that crossover between wholesome and funny, and sometimes it's legitimately funny. Sometimes it's just kind of like they're just telling a story and there's really not anything too too deep about it but i really like it for a lot of the wrestling side of it so that's something that i definitely would recommend to people if they are interested in seeing like how do they portray vince or how do they portray randy savage or you know i mean uh mcfoley like the guy playing mcfoley like he does a really good job with that and some people do spot-on impressions and then other people, they couldn't be for the furthest thing from the world from there. You know, Becky Lynch does a great Cindy Lauper, but the guy playing Triple H, I don't fully buy. You know, uh, the guy playing Undertaker, I don't, I don't know what they were doing when they were casting that. Um, it doesn't work that way. The guy playing Andre, awesome. And when it comes to The Rock and and his types of projects, and I look at the list of his movies and TV shows and all, Young Rock is definitely up there for me as far as like one of my favorite things that he's done. And I haven't seen most of it. Like I haven't seen the fast and the furious movies. That's probably something that would get a lot of discussion from a lot of other people, but you know, it's got the rocket. It's got Roman reigns in one of the movies. John Cena's in them. Now I have not seen them, so I can't talk about fast and the furious. I've, I've never seen any of the movies that feature any of the wrestlers in it. I only watched yeah. the, the first few ones. I think I've watched the first two. So I have not seen any of the ones with wrestlers. I'm sure they're fine. I'm sure they do exactly what they're meant to do. And, you know, good for them. Just not my cup of tea. Yeah. There's, I mean, so many different movies that are on this list and TV shows and stuff that I haven't seen. Like, I never saw The Peanut Butter Falcon, which seems like it could be kind of fun. Uh, I think it's got Jake Roberts and McFoley in it. I was looking through a list of different movies before. And a lot of these, I was just like, this is kind of wild. I, I might want to check that out. Do you know that Nigel McGuinness did a John Constantine film with Katie Lee Burchill? No, no, no I did not. Surprisingly not. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? Like, that's just okay. Like, it seems like it could be up our alley. Yeah, that's like a full-on crossover between the superhero stuff with there or whatever. He's apparently also in a short film called Not Tuberculosis, but Hoboculosis. 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 
Which I don't know what the hell that could possibly be that's, about, but that's, that's one of the weirdest names I've ever heard for a movie. Uh, go ahead. I was gonna say, have you guys um, just veering off into because that's a stupid name? So just made me think of like a a really dumb wrestling wrestling related movie that does have wrestlers in it, or at least one wrestler that I, one notable wrestler uh, in it. Have you ever uh, either heard or seen of uh, not another romantic wrestling comedy? No. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the name of the movie. Again, I have to pre- I have to um, give credit to a lot of uh, Brian Zane because he's gone through a lot of these really shitty movies, and his reviews of them have really helped me understand some of these ones. So it's a movie about oh, it's it's terrible. Like it might be one of the worst. Again, it's worse than Ready to Rumble, far worse than Ready to Rumble. But it's um again, it's the story about there's a like the girl is part of a wrestling family and the guy is trying to get into the wrestling family so he becomes a wrestler even though he's like weak and feeble and all that stuff and so that's just the whole premise of a really shitty romantic is comedy china? Is china yeah china's in it yeah china's in it uh joni laura and uh i believe april hunter is in it as well that name sounds familiar who is that uh, she she used to um she used to be like made sporadic appearances in the early days of TNA. She used to team with uh, Velvet Sky for a little while. Is she the one the that's Indies. married to Luke Gallows? No, that was Amber that, that was Amber. Yeah, yeah, Amber O'Neill. Yeah, for that one. No, oh. oh, she's one of really like know. she's like a, she's pretty tall. I'd say like I, 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 there's nothing that I know of her doing anything in any prominent wrestling promotion. So. Uh, but Something yeah. that came up a lot, I think, when I was doing this, it's just like, oh, she's appeared in this and did this. But this movie looks like a really bad, really, really bad B movie. China has a China has a very mixed track record. I think she's actually done some really good TV cameos. Apparently, like, um, she did a She-Hulk thing in in a project. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not talking about those types. Of, we're not talking about those types of movies. This isn't. Superstar kind of porn star, yeah. superstar porn star, right? Um, Both. But, um, no, she was, <laughs> but she was. Um, she had a, a, like a fun little cameo stint on a uh, third rock from the sun. Oh, she did really she? like that show. Hmm. Yeah, she played. Um, oh, I can't remember the um, uh, the the guy's name. He's the um, the older brother, whoever, whatever his name is in the show. He, uh, she played his uh, uh, girlfriend for a little while. The uh, French Stewart, the actor, yeah, the one who's yeah, all like uh, squint, uh, his eyes are like squinting all the time. Yeah, the, the funny thing is, like, yeah, he's like obviously weak and spindly, and she's yeah, <laughs> like yeah. So that's the that's the um, that was where the comedy kept lie. <laughs> um, she also uh, appeared in an episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, if memory serves. Hmm. Yeah, Kevin Nash was in that too, was he not? Wait, Kevin Ash is in a lot of things. That's someone else. Oh yeah, we're, yeah, we're going to have to get we'll dive deeper into the Kevin Ash side. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think she again. She is one of the ones where she was um, like I think Sabrina in one of the episodes just wants to get as like big and strong, and so she can uh, compete with her in the gym. So just oh. uses her magic to do that because you know that was kind of the whole thing of the show. She just uses magic to get her own way. And then figures out that she doesn't she doesn't need the magic to get her own way. <laughs> and then and then next week is the exact same story. Right, yeah. <laughs> just copy and paste and the cat's all like, I'm gonna say a sassy comment and just lay on the counter and that's it. And 
Today I learned they were still making Sabrina the Teenage Witch as deep as 2002. I thought that would definitely really cut off by the huh. turn of the millennium. She, she stopped being a teenage witch when she's probably like 33 or something. Well, I mean, do they ever? Like, <laughs> I mean, he is still the heartbreak kid, Sean Michaels. So, you know, um, it's China's all over the place here. There's a lot of women that are on the list, but I've not seen their projects. Like I've not seen that the Bella twins were in something called confessions of a womanizer. I've not seen that Maurice was in Sharknado three. Oh, hell no. Yeah. Chris Jericho was in that too, wasn't he? Yeesh. Yeah. Kurt Angle's in Sharknado too. Yeah. I'm not going to watch any of those. Did you never poison. watch Sharknado? Nope. You just skip over Sharknado. Yeah. Yeah. I've watched Sharknado. That was, that, was yeah. like, that was a couple of an hour or so of my life that I never got back. <laughs> yeah, Trish was in stuff. Table's been in a thing or two. Maria has been in. I've seen a couple clips of Maria and some different things. It's, you know, nothing that like the big standout. Why didn't you have that on your list or anything? Um, I've not seen anything that Ronda Rousey's been in. Again, she's been in Fast and Furious, and that's another thing, and, and everything too. But uh, the Entourage movie as well—that was kind of like her big starring in movies was the Entourage movie. Yeah, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen the show either. Um, right. well, one other things that I did see though, and I know Rob definitely has seen this as well: Stacy Keebler in How I Met Your Mother. Oh, great episode where uh, she's making Barney choose between suits or her because. He had a bad experience with a guy who wears or nothing but suits. So Barney didn't want to have to give up his suits, but also really wanted to bang Stacey Keebler. Different time, folks. That's just what it was. And it's got the best musical number probably in the show. Isn't that the only that musical episode. number? <laughs> oh, no. My God, no. I'm blanking on any of the other ones. No, they do quite a few musical numbers and have at your mother, but nothing suits me like a suit. Might be the only blatant ripoff of a song and dance kind of musical mm-hmm. number they made it it was a big spectacle at the time yeah it was the hundredth episode that is why they made it mm. such a big deal i'm surprised and they didn't have neil patrick harris do more of that stuff yeah, yeah. you think they know he's good at it mm-hmm. yeah and he is really good at it i mean if you want to check out like sweeney todd or something he's good in that too but um yeah i mean she had a fun part in that obviously she's not the lead character or anything and that's the way that it is for most of these but some of the other TV things that I had written down, uh, I was like, oh, I, I forgot that Big Show was on an episode of Burn Notice. You know, it's just one of those like, ah, oh, Big Show's here. Burn Notice is a good show. David Otunga pops up for a scene in She-Hulk, which was fun because for anybody who didn't see the show, uh, she goes on some dates and a lot of the people are really interested in just She-Hulk, not in Jen Walters. So you got a guy like, David Otunga, who's this you know big jacked up guy, and he's just kind of like talking about himself and everything and trying to like show up She-Hulk. The two main TV things that I had written down. Actually, there's three uh main TV things that I had written down that would like stand out of my memory as far as like noteworthy, fun, I really like them appearances. Captain Lou Albano is Mario. Damn fucking right. <laughs> And that's for so many different reasons. So like, first off, it is ridiculous. <laughs> so bad. It's so good. awful. It's so bad. The show itself is, you know, it, it is what it is. It's a cartoon and all. But the the live action pieces of that are terrible and they're fantastic as well. Um, and also just because there's a long running joke between uh, Peyton and Dace and myself. Uh, 
we went to one of our conventions when we were touring around trying to do some fanboys anonymous stuff there was <laughs> i think it was um the uh cinemasker group if i remember correctly it might have been a different uh, panel but i'm not too sure Peyton was the one that was uh checking out the panel where out of all the things to ask this one person had just went hey do you remember captain lou albano and the mario show and that was like his only question that he asked to the people <laughs> so it became like you you finally got a chance to ask a question that's what you did so captain lou albano is one of those like uh yeah that's always going to be burning my brain on top of that but that is something to watch out, especially if you are interested in the Mario sides of things and stay tuned for much more Mario talk or Mario, so whatever you want to do on that. Because with Mario, the animated film coming out, we are going to be doing some kind of a review on that, I'm sure. But we're also going to be watching the old 1993 Mario movie, doing some kind of a fan tracks for that. So Head on over to fanboysanonymous.com, share your support from that uh, channel, head up that Patreon, so on and so forth. Um, yeah, stay tuned for lots more Mario. Uh, the two other ones from the TV side that I had written down that I could 100% recommend, Glow. Good show yeah. on top of everything else. And there's some appearances here and there from like Carlito is fun in one episode and Alex Riley is in one episode and everything, but above and beyond one of the main characters in the show is played by awesome Kong. And she plays a character that they eventually give her the nickname and the character of the welfare queen. And her character is just kind of a version of Ted DiBiase, but it's all, you're supposed to boo her because she's like, oh, I'm stealing all your money and going on welfare. I'm going to have more kids and take all your money and all. It is the most ridiculous shit. And of course, it's supposed to be like, yeah, this is like horribly racist and this is terrible. But that's, you know, what they used to do with those gimmicks. And they make fun of how, like, of course, the Asian is playing an Asian racist character and so on and so forth. And they would even want to switch it up at some point. It's like, well, why doesn't this person be welfare queen and whatever? I absolutely love what Kia Stevens does in that show. She's actually a legitimately good actress in it too. Like she chews the scene here and there and she nails the dramatic parts too. I think that was back when Netflix was still doing some pretty decent original shows and they weren't like, pumping them out like nothing so it felt special and i can't believe they didn't just let them do the final season i can't believe that wwe didn't do any kind of real crossover with them they were there and i was like i always doing the whole field of glow thing like dude, mm-hmm. do it this is the part where you actually cross over and it's welcome right do the thing and they didn't do the thing the other one i could talk about and I recommend it more than almost anything else, except for the the glow thing. Rowdy Rowdy Piper in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is fucking hilarious. <laughs> that episode is one of my absolute favorite episodes. And, uh, you know, not to spoil anything, really, because the show is not something that you can really spoil all that much. The gang decides that they want to put on a wrestling show. And it, I mean, the episode starts off with them talking about how Hulk Hogan has uh, the skin of a hot dog. <laughs> uh i think they say like he's got the skin of a hot dog and the hair of like a a a little girl's doll or something 
but they decide to get into like pro wrestling. They want to do these characters. Rob mentioned earlier, the I'm the trash man is part of this whole thing, but Piper plays a character called Madman in it. And he's got my favorite line in the whole thing. He's like, they, they grow like, Oh my God, this, this guy's actually nuts. Like he's actually a madman. We, we think that we're, he's going to like kill us or something. And the one char, uh, character, Charlie, he's like, you know, this guy's got a bucket of chestnuts in the back of his car. Who has a bucket of chestnuts in his car and whatever. But he goes up to him. He goes, uh, you guys remind me of my kids, man. And the one goes, goes, uh, oh, man, man, you got kids. And he goes, not anymore. And then just walks away. <laughs> They're like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> Definitely go out of way and watch that. Rowdy Roddy Piper is fucking great in that show. That show itself. I mean, if you don't like that show, I don't know. It's wrong Piper <laughs> seemed destined to be one of the real crossovers. And I just think that in the eighties, people weren't ready for it, but he could have easily between that and, uh, Obviously, They Live was probably his most famous role. Now, that's a movie I have not seen. Oh, you haven't seen a lot of these that that I would think that you would see because these are like Mm -hmm. big movies that also cross over into wrestling. Yeah, that's on my to-do list is to watch that. Again, pick your poison. But yeah, I've heard so many good things about They Live. It's obviously like a cult classic. Never been one that I've felt the need to actually just like sit down and watch, though. I might have to get around to that pretty soon. Have you guys both seen it? I have seen it. It's, no, it's fun. This is like it's nice. good enough that that it's. Uh, I'll be talking about it later. Ah, uh, it's a potential list thing. Um, here's a fun little thing to talk about when it comes to trivia. There are three wrestlers that have played a character in a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Can you name all three? I can. Seamus. John Uh, Cena. And uh, Big Sexy, Kevin Ash. Can you name their characters? Uh, Seamus was Rocksteady, was he not? Mm Mm-hmm. John Cena will also be Rocksteady. Yeah, he's voicing Rocksteady in the upcoming thing. uh, That looks kind of, the animation's a little weird. I think he was. He also one of the turtles at some point. Because I think he had done one of the newer ones that I haven't seen. But, and I know that uh, Shane was Rock City and obviously Big Sexy was Super Shredder. I will spoil it. One of them is on my cameo list. <laughs> uh, one of them is just on my list. Just stri- uh, straight up on your list. It was close for uh, Out of the Shadows for me. But that is like one of my first forays into a wrestler being in a movie. And I didn't know that, you know, for the longest time as a kid. I, love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 and God knows how many years it took for me to be like that's Kevin Nash is Super Shredder that's fucking crazy but yeah Super Shredder awesome fucking love that movie so good I have a list of a whole bunch of little things uh, I'm sure we, we can't dive deeper into because there's nothing really to talk about but just interesting little notes of like Hade Vanson is a power plant security guy in Mission Impossible Rogue Nation Never would have picked him out of a crowd. You know? Well, I, I am not surprised. How much time did you get to see <laughs> yeah, him? He had one. He had one promo. He had one promo on an episode of SmackDown. Right, thirty <laughs> seconds on TV. That's right about up. it. Um, Jasmine St. Clair from ECW and from some other things. 
<laughs> from a couple of appearances on Superstar Report Star, is in a movie called, and I thought that this was hilarious, Grand Auto Theft LA. <laughs> Not Grand Theft Auto, Grand Auto Theft. They even subtitled it, The Game Where Everyone Gets Played. <laughs> Like, oh, God, they are really trying to get people to just look at the cover and potentially get that movie. Um, John Trosk is a wrestler, apparently. I don't know. He's a stuntman in Wolf of Wall Street. Taron Terrell has done a ton of stunt work in a lot of movies that I was completely unaware of because stunt work is not something that people celebrate all that much, which it really should get its own category at the Oscars. I don't understand why best stunt sequence is not a thing, but NXT's uh, Kendall Sky did some stunt work for Wonder Woman. It's an overrated movie, but still. Somebody named Justice Smith played a frost giant brute in Thor. Uh, Lana Starr, do you know who that is? She seems like she's been no, quite a bit. She is uh, Stan Lee's side piece in Iron Man, and she was in Pay It Forward. Two good movies. Trinity apparently did the stunt work for Jennifer Garner in the Ben Affleck Daredevil film. That adds up. Like, huh? She was, she was in TNA for a while, and yeah, I think that adds up. And apparently, Candace Michelle is somewhere in Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, which is a movie that I recommend for sure. Bam Bam Bigelow's in Escape from New York? Huh. And Kenneth Michelle's also in a Dodgeball True Underdog Story. So, Another movie I haven't seen. I, I, I like it. It's a very much... Uh, if you like the Ben Stiller stuff, it seems like that's the peak of that, right? I mean, he's like the, the biggest force of personality in the movie, but it, it's... Um, yeah, it's essentially if you're into that era where basically Vince Vaughn was in pretty much every movie. Yeah. Vince Vaughn, Owen Wilson, Luke Wilson, Ben Stiller, yeah. Yeah. Brad yeah, Pack, yeah. is that what they're called? Or is that a different group? Uh, no, that's cool. Yeah, I think that's a different group. Um, it's weird how certain acts just appeared in everything for a while. You can't see Vince Vaughn in anything today. But like, for a while, he was one of the biggest stars Hollywood had. Yeah, you go through it cycles. But there's also uh, Wow's Delta Lot of Pain. I love that name. I don't know if it's such they a are, good name. Yeah. Such a good name. Juandis Candace is her name. She's in a ton of movies that I like, uh, including Let's Be Cops, which is one of those things that nobody knows. But I was like, this is actually a pretty funny movie. Scary Movie 3. She's in. She does some stunt work for that and everything. Um, Obviously, stunt work stuff is not the biggest, most glamorous thing out there compared to even something like K Triple H isn't Blade Trinity. I've it not sure seen is. Blade Trinity because I, I don't want to waste my time. Is I, he good in it? Is he bad in it? How's he's doing the wrestler cameo where you know he's the big brute and he does a running power slam and <laughs> not like oh boy, Triple H is the next big. You know, movie star, but he tried. The chaperone exists. Have you guys watched the chaperone? I have not seen a single WWE film. No, just me. I'm the only Mark here. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, fuck. That, I mean, that could be its own to... separate category. Yeah. We, we, I mean, we might as well talk about it a right. little bit now. So, the WWE films is 
it's a failure, right? It it, it it didn't it didn't achieve what they probably hoped it would. I I think WWE Studios hopefully was the last one where they just go, okay, can we just do wrestling? They they suck at everything else. It's, it's like the weirdest thing for me is the the fact that like they they create this thing to be star making vehicles for some of their wrestlers to put them on the big screen, and yet then like The Rock left after becoming like a big star in Hollywood, and they seem to resent that completely. And yet they create these vehicle. I guess the idea was okay, we'll create these movies and we'll become big enough that you can still wrestle and be in these movies and be and get your Hollywood fix that way. And yet, and all but, it did was make. The Miz, the star of the Marine, like because he's the only one who did a lot of them. You know, like Edge was in one. I can't remember the name of it right now, but I watched it. He was the only like half decent actor because he'd already done some prior stuff. Triple H was awful in The Chaperone. Big Show was awful in Knucklehead. Uh, wasn't Austin one of their movies? The Condemned, I think. That's. At least he understood his role of like, I'm gonna be action movie guy. Yeah, I mean, uh, Scorpion King is the first uh, WWE movie, isn't it? They have some kind of credit there, but I'm sure it's not. It may not be strictly. It may not be strictly them, but it's like that's one of them. And yeah, I mean, I I would I would say that having watched the Scorpion King, I'm actually surprised The Rock made it as big as he did. <laughs> Because that movie, yeah, but that movie's not good. I have not seen that either. For a while, (laughs) and I think after last the last few years where he's kind of been a bit overexposed, you might see a bit of a dip again. But I I will say that I have seen very few WWE movies. I haven't seen zero because I have seen seen no evil, Hmm. which isn't good. you think it would have been better if Kane had a three feet penis? God, that's <laughs> just the mind of Vincent Man just baffles me. Like, but but yeah, that's uh that wasn't that wasn't a great movie. I know they did like they did a Leprechaun reboot with Hornswoggle, and you couldn't even tell it was Hornswoggle. Poor guy, he was pretty upset about that. Mm. You uh, couldn't tell it was like too much. Uh, too much. Too like, much makeup. Completely covered up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, um, you can't, I mean, you, I guess you can just vaguely tell that the original Leprechaun is Warwick Davis, but, you know, it's not like, it's not o- overly apparent. So, one thing we have seen that had a bit of a tie to WWE Studios is that movie Rumble from, like, last year. That animated Oh, that's movie. right, that animated movie, yeah. That was so bad. <laughs> they, they, that was so not even closely tied to WWE. We thought we were getting a completely different movie. It just wasn't good. Um, I'm going through all the WWE Studios films. You've probably see seen like I've... Scooby-Doo wrestling, uh, WrestleMania mystery or oh, something. Oh, we can right? get into all of those. Cause I've seen, obviously seen all the Warner Brothers crossovers. I saw WrestleMania mystery, uh, Scooby-Doo, WWE and Scooby-Doo, Curse of the Speed Demon. Saw that. They were all relatively fun. You know what you're getting, you know what you're getting. Like, it felt weird to me always that they were just like, let's revive the Flintstones for WWE. Like, where's the connection here? But they were fun. I I enjoy the fact that, like, you get to see, you know, AJ Lee 
hanging around with Shaggy and Scooby, or for some reason Sin Cara was in that movie. He's hanging around with Shaggy and Scooby. Fun for me. One weird note is that on all TV appearances, it's never WrestleMania. It's Scooby-Doo and the mystery of Superstar Mania. And I don't know why wrestling is a dirty word mm. on Cartoon Network, or if like Superstar Mania is a floated name for WrestleMania, if they ever just decided to go full sports entertainment and change it completely, but that's a thing. Maybe it's like a um, copyright type thing, like the, the whole you can't say the Super Bowl, you have to call it the big game. Oh, maybe, maybe. Yeah, like, that's so, like that they work shit? with WWE. I just don't understand yeah. why that would be an issue. You would think that, that would be um, part of the contract of like, well, we should be able to market the movie based off of its title. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually, I like the animated ones but of course i did i did not like the surfs up wave mania that was a bit silly and i would recommend everybody stay away from that but if you like the flintstones and jetsons and you know what you're getting into i'd watch that yeah i mean just looking through these lists of just movies just so just a whole lot nothing just loads of movies that i wouldn't even dream of watching How'd they get Halle Berry to be in one of these movies? <laughs> one. The, the Call, I think, is that one. Yeah. I think that's the name of it. Is it, like, I think Otunga's in that one? Yeah. Where she's, like, on a, like, she's a, a first responder just on a call with someone during an emergency. That's, oh, that's yes. Like. Um, how did, that's not how did they get Halle Berry. How did they manage to attach themselves to the Halle Berry movie? Mm. I wonder if it's, like, one of those... Hey, if you want one of our guys, you have to give us a studio credit. Yeah. I will say a few of them are standing out to me just because I, if you vaguely watch them or just like know that they're notoriously bad, which is uh, Santa's Little Helper. Ugh. Which, yeah. <laughs> which, which got released, believe it or not, on July 24th. Christmas in July? Christmas movie. Yeah, Christmas in July. <laughs> yeah. Straight to video, of course, because pretty much, pretty much a, a half of these videos these are straight are. to video. <laughs> Um, Generally the speaking, the rule of thumb is if something's a direct-to-video, you don't need to see it mm. for any type of movie that's out there, whether it's like an animated sequel or if it's like, especially if it comes to like an action movie or something, like, no, you, it's going to be bad. Oh, oh, I mean, there are some about the trend. I, I, I will stand and say that The Lion King 2 is a good movie. But, you know, that's just one of those ones. It's but not maybe as that... bad as you, they would have you believe. No. Because it's straight to I had fun with that, Aladdin too back when I was a kid. And here's the one that didn't, uh, one that didn't go straight to video was um, the Resurrection of Gavin Stone. Sure, Michael's in it. Like, you know, absolutely... you know, you can't, you can't put those Christian faith movies straight to video. That's right. That's the the whole. Yes. Yeah, it's the guy from Agents of Shield is in it. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, not a movie yeah. that I have any interest in watching. Any of them, really, for the most part. The only one that I actually bothered to be like, I think I might check that out, is Slight. But I still haven't actually watched it. Not even thought about uh, fighting with my family, either. So, Pain, is that technically in the WWE Studios? Because that, yeah, I went... It, it's, it's, in this, it's in the lineup, yeah. Well, then I did but, see that one. I, I actually saw that in theaters. Um, a lot of people are in that. Zelina Vega plays AJ Lee in it. Of course, The Rock is in it. Big Show pops up. Uh, you know... Uh, it's all about Soraya. So you have Florence Pugh playing her. And for the most part, it's not bad. It's not the type of movie that I would be like, okay, everybody has to go see it or anything. 
but they did a good enough job to tell a story that I don't think necessarily needed to be told 100%, but yeah, I mean, really didn't. They felt the need to put that out there. And, you know, I mean, when you go into it as a pro wrestling fan, I'm sure you get a lot more out of it than if you went into it as just a completely unrelated person the way that like if i were to watch like a tennis movie like i have no idea anything about tennis or a movie about like um uh, i don't know like uh i've never seen the movie Moneyball, for instance i'm not a big baseball guy maybe that ends up being like whoa that story is like brought to the screen or whatever with fighting with my family of course we're wrestling fans and that would be one of the few ones that i'd be like look if you want to watch a movie about wrestling that's all right. Yeah, I wasn't. Uh, I'd only seen the trailers and clips, and I, I sort of got the vibe of kind of what they do for Young Rock, where it's like, all right, you're taking liberties. And as Tony said, I don't really think it was a story that needed to be told at that moment. So I've never really sat down to watch it. I'll get around to it eventually. I sh- I'm sure I have got like reviews up somewhere. I don't know if I have it up on Fanboys or if I have it on Bones Markout Moment or E-Wrestling News, but I know I have something up on there. So browse around. You'll check out my like immediate thoughts on that, anybody. There's a lot of movies on this list that I've not seen. A lot, some that I'm sure that you guys haven't either. Like uh, MacGruber has apparently a lot of wrestlers in it. Yeah, it was like Jericho, Big Show, Coley, MVP, Mark Henry. They play like mercenaries and stuff. Yeah, I've ne- I've ne- yeah, I've never seen MacGruber. I only remember that he hosted Raw. I typically mm-hmm. have no like interest in watching a movie that, say, for instance, like the the movies that Stone Cold has been in, where it's just like, okay, the wrestler's playing the the tough wrestler type. Like, I, I don't really need to see the Expendables with Austin in it. You know. I mean, you're not watching the Expendables for Steve Austin. Yeah, the first Expendables I did watch. The movie's absolutely absurd, and it's exactly what you want it to be. <laughs> but, um, you know, John Morrison's been in a bunch of movies. Haven't seen any of them. And you, mean you haven't seen WrestleMania about the dog? No, no, I haven't. <laughs> like, oh, buddy. Yeah, there are a lot of those movies. And, of course, we could do a whole podcast about those in, in general. But, like, I typically do want to watch more when it comes to that they actually are playing a character and it seems like they put like some actual investment in there. So you're less likely to see me watch more than a clip of Kimberly page and 40 year old virgin for obvious reasons. (laughs) You're more likely to see me watching something like say we've got a couple of different people here that we could get like much deeper into. Uh, The rock has been in a lot and Kevin Nash has been in a lot of movies. Batista has been in a lot of movies. John Cena has been in a lot of movies. Here's one that I want to mention to talk about something that is going to be pretty high up on my top rope list. Jesse Ventura and Predator. It's one of the few examples of wrestler plates, big brute, whatever type guy that I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking here for it. He is so good in that movie as just this over the top cigar chomping badass type guy i mean he's got one of the best lines in the movie i ain't got time to bleed (laughs) it's it's perfect 
he is so good in that. And he's good in some other roles here and there too, but Predator is very high up on my on my list. I like Jesse Ventura. Like he he's another one who I think if the infrastructure that the people have now where they can just they're basically throwing these guys at Hollywood, had Jesse Ventura had that when he was, you know, younger, I think he would have been a pretty memorable action movie star. I've not seen enough of the Jesse Ventura movies to comment one way or the other, really. He's in a couple. I mean, he's in Running Man. He's in Batman and Robin, we mentioned. You know, some one-off type bits. He's not like the main character or anything, but... um, Man, there's so many things on this list, too. That's the thing. We can't even get into a lot of these. We're Why haven't over we talked about in. Doom yet? Doom is a great movie. I've not seen Doom. The Rock's magnum opus. <laughs> I never even liked the game Doom, which I'm sure a lot of people are going to be like, oh, it's blasphemy. So yeah, it, just, it never appealed to me. So when the movie came out, I was like, that makes sense that they would try to do a movie based off of that. It seems like it's got some some lore and some story to it. And then when I started to see clips, I'm like, ooh, this isn't looking good. Is it really as awful as it seems like it was? Uh, it's a pretty bad movie, yeah. It's a pretty bad movie. I think it almost killed his Hollywood career altogether. Have you seen it, Callum? Sorry, what was that? The movie Doom? Uh, Doom with the Rock. Oh, no, no, I've never seen Doom. Maybe that's a future watch-along. I know I, that I you think, have I mean, seen... Like, I've seen very few rock movies, really, from the grand in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Speaking of movies Rock has had to apologize for, let's talk about Black Adam. Sucks. <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not, I've not watched that. I, I, I will differ from Tony here. I thought it was actually perfectly fine i think it's way too many people overreacted it was fine the movie sucks bad enough that i don't think i'm gonna see this new shazam movie in theaters the movie sucks bad enough that you apologize to your wife oh i did i apologized to her in the movies <laughs> multiple times while watching the movie i leaned over to her and i was just like i'm so sorry that we're seeing I watched it from the comfort of my couch. I thought it was fine. <laughs> like the thing the is that they had scene is the only thing that really mattered, and it's not even happening anymore. But... Yeah, it mattered for like a week and a half, and then everything went. Never mind. <laughs> so it's it's not good. I mean, the stuff I talked about before. Go back and check out the hot tags where I talked about it a little bit. They had like eleven years to make this movie. That was the best that they could come up with. Giant middle finger to that movie. Um, the Rock has some some good ones, some bad ones. Some of the things that he is in, he's playing a character that's basically just The Rock, which seems like it is the case for a lot of it. So if you like that a lot, then you'll probably like something like Central Intelligence, for instance, or Red Notice, or... You watched Red Notice. Go look at the fan tracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got an egg in it. A fucking egg. <laughs> Free eggs. A gagadot. The type of movie that when we were watching it, we ended up having the consensus afterward of like, yeah, if they did another one of these, I'd watch Red Notice too. Yeah, talk about talk about two of the hottest actors in the world having zero sexual chemistry. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> did not seem like that was planned out as well. They probably would have had better chemistry if they would have just kept it to be him and Ryan Reynolds <laughs> at the romance. 
But, um, um, you know, I mean, there's that. There's obviously you get into things like I haven't seen Rampage, but, you know, it is what it is. San Andreas, I mean, like, same generic action movie type stuff. The Rock is like the last because it's whatever The Rock does and the Fast and the Furious movies. They're kind of like the last of the, hey, big action movie, pew, pew, big explosion. You know, like mm-hmm. that's what The Rock gives you. He also does things like Moana. That's on my list that I just stop staring at. It's on my list. Moana's a fucking great movie. And it's maybe the best thing he's done because you're not looking at the rock. The rock is just playing a character in an animated movie. Yeah. He's not playing quite literally the rock. Like he is in everything else (laughs) for the most Mm -hmm. part. Uh, We were not the biggest fans of jungle cruise. No, no, we were big fans or at least I was. Of a DC League of Super Pets. That was fun. That yeah. was fun. Yeah, I, I like that. One thing I do not like, and this isn't his fault, but this is something that's like double wrestler related. How the fuck do you have G.I. Joe retaliation and The Rock is in the movie and Sergeant fucking Slaughter is not in the movie? He is a G.I. Joe character. They made him a GI. He was in the cartoon. How is Sergeant Slaughter not in GI Joe Retaliation? I imagine they reached out. That is one of the most baffling things that I have for anything that's on any of these movies, as far as like plot holes or just like why did they think that Dune was interesting? <laughs> when I'm shut that movie off in the fucking plane, I'm like, I can't do this. I'm already 50 minutes in and nothing's happened. Um, that's another whole thing to talk about Batista with that. But uh, the G.I. Joe retaliation thing, I'm just like, that is such a softball. And you didn't do it? What? He's funny in Baywatch. Baywatch was another movie he nearly had to apologize for. <laughs> He's funny uh, enough. Yeah, it is what it, it is. Uh, it's not, it won't be Zac Efron's only time on screen with a wrestler, though. Uh, that's right. We got that movie coming out. Uh, when's it coming out next year? I think. Yeah, um, I think the Von Eric movie is what the, we're talking about. The Von Eric mm. movie might be late this year, and the Ricky Stenicki could be some point this year on Amazon with John Cena, Zac Efron, and Jim Carrey. That one I am very much looking forward to. Sounds just interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna put a pin in talking about the Jumanji movies because yep. they are at least one of them is gonna be on my list. Um, I've never seen them. Really, I would recommend them. <laughs> I didn't know that the rock was in free guy. He just plays a character that's like got a mask on or something, but I thought it was pretty funny movie. Uh, we didn't mention Goldberg, Santa slay. I've I've seen that movie. It's It's not the worst. It's not, it's not a terrible horror movie. I think, I think it's actually pretty, it's, it's funny in places and he plays the character actually pretty well. That's one that I definitely better Santa with muscles than Hulk Hogan. I would say so. I would like to do a fan track of that at some point, for sure. Um, you, Callum, had mentioned before a movie that might be on your list already, so I might be jumping ahead a little bit, but George Animal Steel in Ed Wood. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I wouldn't want to talk about that until we get onto the list, but uh, it is an interesting cameo. So, essentially, it's it's an interesting one because it's a wrestler cameoing in a movie where he plays, well, he plays the role of a wrestler that did actually cameo in the movie that it's parodying. It's, it's a weird way of putting it. So essentially, he plays a wrestler 
who was found by Edward to then be the uh, star of a movie that Edward, the director, made. And that actual movie did have a wrestler, but it's a, a not very famous wrestler, like a Swedish guy called uh, Tor Johnson, who was starred in Plan 9 from Outer Space, which is very widely renowned as one of the worst movies ever made. Like, just critically seen as, like, pretty much every Edward movie is one of the worst movies that's ever made. But that's, uh, <laughs> but I'll talk about that a little bit more when we get onto the list, because I do want to dive into that movie a bit. So as far as I'm concerned, we could start getting into some of the list things. Is there anything yeah, that you guys want to bounce around with um, I mean, at any point But when we don't do the list? Because, I mean, we, we don't know what our lists are, so we might end up talking about other topics and stuff. But if we do, obviously we can you know, jump around here and there. I, th- I think it's a good time to go to the list because it brings up some of our favorite movies. And so we'll yeah. get to discuss them a little bit. Like we haven't specifically talked about like some really big <laughs> movies and some really yeah, big, exactly. like, uh, yeah. yeah, you know, try to hold off on some of that stuff. Um, I will say though, before we get into that, just to remind everybody of some other things that are happening right now, we've got the smart madness tournament going on for smartcatmoment.com. So if you want to vote on, who the best wrestling family dynasty is of all time, then go ahead and do that. Cause we're on round one at the moment. And that is going to switch over to round two at the beginning of Friday or maybe Thursday night or so. So you got a little bit more time where you can still cast your votes. Also, while you're over there, check the sidebar of smartcatmoment.com and you will see that we have the road to WrestleMania contest going on where three people are going to win a dusty roads, fun pop. This is all sponsored by fun.com. So check them out over at fun.com. And if you want to enter the contest, there are tons of different ways for you to score different points, whether it comes to retweeting things or subscribing, or even picking up some merchandise. Like I had mentioned before on Redbubble or T public becoming a Patreon subscriber, so on and so forth. So dusty roads, uh, the American dream, for a lot of people is to go to Hollywood. He is not somebody that I think has been in any kind of movie, at least that I'm not he tried. aware of. God knows he tried. Well, he's in the, the wrestler that they made with uh, Vern Gagne and yeah. the ABA. Yeah. Hmm. Now, he had said before that he wanted Cody to get into movies. Like, why don't you just do movies? And Cody has done some TV stuff here and there, you know, and we Obviously, we could talk about things like, you know, this person popped up in Smallville, this person popped up in Arrow, not the biggest cameos in the world or anything, but they're, you know, they're fun here and there. There's the Heels TV show. It's actually a pretty decent TV show that has uh, CM Punk in it. And, um, you know, Stephen Amell is the main driving force of that show. And he obviously has some wrestling connections, too. So let's get into some of our lists here. And, uh. I will mention that I, again, that I have two separate lists. One of them being more on like the cameo side of things. One of them being like featured part and the way that I clarified it was feature parts. Like, all right, they actually have dialogue in the movie more than anything else. Um, one of the movies that I did not end up putting on my runner up lists, but it was like kind of close was Bumblebee with John Cena. And the reason why I didn't is because the more I thought about it, I was like, no, you know what? Fuck that movie. They basically just redid the first Transformers, but not as good. And then everybody acted like it was good because they forgot that the first Transformers was good. And then the rest of them sucked. So no, screw that movie. (laughs) Not classic marketing. Yeah. Just redo the thing from before and go this time. It's uh, Haley Steinfeld. 
Don't you like it better? But I will say one of my close to the top 10 for the featured part thing for me didn't quite make the list though was glass onion. Now that is the most recent knives out movie. Batista's in it. He is great in it. Definitely recommend it. He has proven himself to be very much like, look, I'm going to have fun acting. I'm going to do a lot of different roles. I'm going to switch over from doing like, yeah, he's done the um, the generic action thing before he did like the comedy action that you know the Rock did like that. Uh, God, what's the name of the movie with the um, with the little girl? Um, the- Tooth Fairy. Tooth Fairy, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's like you, you know, also been thinking of the game plan. He did a couple movies with the little girls, and Batista did the thing where that was like okay, like My Spy, I think was the name of it. Yep. And they're making a sequel, huh? Didn't see it. Don't think I'm going to, but he's branched out and he's done things like army of the dead, but then he's also done Dune, Like I mentioned before, I haven't seen blade runner 2049. I've heard it's good. It's just one of those movies. I haven't gotten around to watching. He very much has been doing more acting, acting, and he's really fun in glass onion. He's arguably the best character of the whole thing. You guys check that out. I yet. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. So, did you guys see the first Knives Out? Yes. yes. All right. So, if you like the first Knives Out, you'll like Glass Onion. It's not as good as the first Knives Out, but it's very similar as far as like they keep the tone, they keep like the surprises and everything. I like it. I really like Batista in it too. You enjoy him interacting with Daniel Craig in Glass Onion more than Inspector. Spoiler alert: Spectre is my number seven. <laughs> uh one of the other movies that i have that's in my like honorable mentions is the second of the jumanji sequels which sounds kind of strange it's technically jumanji 3 but it's really kind of jumanji 2 but it's jumanji the next level that's not as good as the other one and i'll just say it jumanji welcome to the jungle is my number eight on my list because that was a movie that i wasn't the biggest fan of as a kid the original jumanji thought it was fine but you know if i'm gonna go with a robin williams movie i'm gonna go with mrs doubtfire or i'm gonna go with uh even like a patch adams or something jumanji jumanji was not my favorite and when they decided that they were gonna do a sequel to it i was like oh god this is gonna be just just ridiculous and it's not even gonna have robin williams in it and it's just gonna be about like a video game and this is uh and then i watched it and i was like you know this is pretty fucking good i like it better than the first one Enough that I was like, oh, I'll happily see Jumanji the next level. And if they do another one of these, yeah, I'll happily see that one too. Thumbs up on those. Cool. You haven't seen either of them, right? I have not seen either of them. What about you, Cal? I've seen both, yeah. Yeah. What'd you think? We'll talk about them. Are they <laughs> higher up on your list? Yeah. Uh, quite a bit. All right. Uh, well, well, not not uh, not. Quite. Quite a bit higher. Uh, well, I'll talk about like Jumanji: The Next Level is my number six, and Jumanji: The Original, uh, the second, well, the, 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 the Welcome the, to the Jungle. Yeah, Welcome to the Jungle isn't on my list. It isn't. No, I much prefer the sequel to the ah. first one. So why is that? I really like Danny DeVito and Danny Glover in it. I think that their, <laughs> I think that their dynamic and the Rock playing Danny DeVito is some of the funniest shit in, right. in movies. <laughs> uh, 
it's just it's just so much fun. And I, I like the fact that there is that narrative underlying it about Danny Glover's character. Again, I don't want to spoil it too much for Rob or anything like that, but you know the underlying story about Danny Glover and uh, Danny Vito's characters and the relationship between them and how it kind of ends. I think that was kind of like a really poignant ending. Whereas if, I think the first movie is better in terms of like the action and overall like things behind it. I think that this one had a more deep story to it. Mm. I kind of like the fact that he, the main character goes back into the game because of just like, he just doesn't feel anything at the moment without being there. And that just drags him back into the game, even though they shouldn't never be going back into there. So I, I thought that the overall, I, I really like the performances really like, uh, uh, Aquafina in it as well. thought she was hilarious in it. Of course, Jack so, Black's doing his thing, and yeah, yeah, Karen Gillan's good in them too. Like, you mm. know, she gets overlooked by a lot of the other ones because they're bigger. You know, if you have a room and Kevin Hart's in it, you're probably going to be paying attention to Kevin Hart because he's going to be the loudest. But Karen Gillan's good, Kevin Hart's good. Yeah, even though people like Madison Eisman, they're good in their little parts. Yeah, yeah. So I, 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 I just always prefer the sequel to the first one. My number eleven on my list. Maybe on Rob's, and I was surprised, and I was like, "Oh man, this might have gotten my number ten if I just you know rearranged them a little bit and said like, ah, oh, that one doesn't count or something." But my number eleven is Vacation Friends with John Cena. It is not on my list, but it really could be because that was surprisingly fun. Vacation Friends was really good. John Cena. That's why I'm very excited to see him interacting with Jim Carrey. Because John Cena in comedy movies, I think he's found his niche. And there's a very good movie. And I suggest, again, go to Fanboys Anonymous, check out the fan tracks. Tony and I watched that for the first time together. So, yeah, Vacation Friends is great. Yeah, that was a movie that we're just like, you know what, why don't we check out the John Cena thing? Because maybe there's a good couple of jokes in there. And maybe there isn't, but at least we get a fan tracks. You know, it, it is what it is. And then we ended up like while we're watching it, we're like, this is actually he's putting on a pretty damn good performance in here for playing this type of character. And overall, if you watch the trailer for that movie and you think that you would be interested in checking it out, check it out. If you watch it and you think that that looks like the biggest piece of garbage, you're not going to like the movie. But it's it's pretty fun. You know, I mean. We all like a wide range, uh, variety, wide, wide range slash wide variety of different movies. So obviously when you ask me, what's the best movie of all time? And I tell you about the Shawshank Redemption, it's not close to the Shawshank Redemption, but for being that type of like goofy, you know, low stakes, bunch of people cracking jokes type of movie. I enjoyed it quite a bit. It's actually, I think still in my movie collection from when I had uh, had gotten that. So, you know, uh, that didn't quite make the list, but my number 10 is definitely on Callum's. Mm. I'm interested. And it might even be your number one. My number 10 is The Princess Bride. Yeah, we'll hold fire on that one for a little bit. Let's put a pin yeah. in that one. <laughs> my number nine is a recent movie. And we're not going to go through all our tens. Just go around the houses like that. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, we are doing that uh, that way. So yeah, it's so that's, list, I'm forgetting that it's a, a top rope list as well. Yeah. So yeah, that was my number ten. Uh, Callum, what do you got? 
Um, I get a bit shellacked for this one. I don't know whether it'd be on either of your two lists, but uh, uh, my number 10 is La- Nacho Libre. <laughs> I thought about it. <laughs> I thought about it and did I watched, not go. I watched it as a kid. I thought it was funny. And it's it's lowbrow. Don't get me wrong. I, I haven't watched it in a long time, so I feel they'd go back and watch it. I'd probably think, oh, this is really dumb and stupid. But at the time, like Jack Black was just doing everything. He's he's a funny guy, and I thought you know it's it's base level. And but I was into wrestling, and I was into lucha, like Rey Mysterio. And this one's obviously got more like obviously it's got no prominent like American wrestler in it. They're all from they're all from Mexico. But I I I, I liked it at the time. It's just it's just one that I it gives me like a nice feeling because of the nostalgia <laughs> associated with it. I've not yeah. seen it. So when so when I have to mention Ready to Rumble again, I don't want to hear any shit. Yeah. <laughs> What's your ten uh, number? My number ten is the longest yard. I haven't seen it. Nanny Brevoy. But it's I like a lot of dumb Adam Sandler comedy. It's got a ton of wrestlers. You know, Kevin Nash is in it, Kali's in it. It's I can't do a lot of Adam Sandler today. <laughs> when Adam Sandler came out, I was, you know, when anything came out when I was a kid, I was very big on Adam Sandler. And it's a lot of fun. I bet that you're more in the hibbity dibbity kind of yeah, era. You know, I, I like that. The stop looking at me, Swan versions of. Uh... <laughs> so the longest yard is on my list, mostly because of like how many fun interactions you get with wrestlers. Because I thought about putting. The water boy in the spot just for the 30 second cameo with Captain Insano, but I went with the longest yard instead. I will say the water boy is my number 10 for the cameo list for me. Very fun. Is it on either of your lists? Uh, I mean, it's not on my, I don't have like a specific cameo list. I just have one single list, but it's not on, not on mine. Yeah, it didn't make mine either. Yeah, uh, my cameo list. I'll I'll do that and you know do my top ten with that too. My number eleven was Running Man because of um, Jesse Ventura. He plays a fun character in that. But number ten was Waterboy, and you know I mean Captain Insano is a great scene. Obviously, he's not a huge huge part of the movie, but he is featured enough that you know they call back into it later on where he's still on the football field and he's thinking back to Captain Insano. We still haven't seen what AEW wants to do with Captain Insano because they trademarked it, but we could well, we see the return. The, we saw him in the uh, Acclaim music video. Oh, that's right. I didn't see that, and I forgot that people were mentioning that that was a part of that. I forgot which video it was, but he did that. I hope that's not his only thing, but I know that he at least did that. Yes, we might see more Captain Insano in the future, and maybe that becomes more of a talking point. I don't know. My number nine cameo, we already talked about it, was the uh, High Chief, Peter Maivia, and You Only Live Twice. So yeah, we already talked about it, so whatever. But my number nine for my true list is a recent movie with Batista, Knock at the Cabin. M. Night Shyamalan movie. I recommend it. Not my favorite M. Night film. That would be Unbreakable. But I thought that this was rock solid. This was an interesting story. And for anybody who doesn't know, the story is that this uh, family is at a cabin for vacation and these people come up to them and they basically hold them hostage and say, one of you needs to die. 
And if you don't, the whole world is going to end. And I don't want to explain anything else because that's basically the hook of the whole movie is the fuck you mean. (laughs) And he's really good in it. He plays a character that's essentially like the gentle giant brute kind of guy. You know that he's menacing, but at the same time, he's kind of comforting in the way that he talks to them and all. So I fully, fully recommend knock at the cabin. That's actually a pretty solid film. I haven't seen it yet. You guys are giving me a lot of movies that I now want to go and see. Mm. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to check it out as well. I'm yet to see, I'm yet to see it. So I can't comment. Legitimately. I would say like, I mean, there's certain movies on this list that are like, okay, it's fun, but it's dumb. I'd be like, no, if you are interested in like that tension, thriller mystery kind of angle yeah so what's your number nines um, my number nine is rocky free which we have already discussed but i i like the whole wrestler versus boxer thing they do i think there's a fu- it's a funny scene like hogan plays a great heel in it which is obviously in contention with what he was doing with the AWA at the time, but this was like a very prominent thing for him. It pretty much like put him on the map on a national scale. And I think that like it, it plays off things they have done in the past of actually doing like boxer versus wrestler, versus wrestler matches, which have completely gone off the rails. Like your uh, Antonio Noki versus Muhammad Ali or uh, <laughs> Mr. T versus Roddy Piper. And Mr. T is obviously the main antagonist in this movie, but he's not like, he's not an Ivan Drago antagonist he's an antagonist that you can kind of get behind a little bit and this is where you also see the the closing of the relationship and the like the, the greater friendship forming between uh rocky and uh apollo oh, creed yeah so i think it's appeal to me in that because that sets the scene for uh, like rocky free i i do agree with you is one of the more forgettable rockies in general it's, not, it's definitely below rockies one two and four at the very least mm-hmm and I'd say it's even below Rocky Balboa. Yeah, but like, Rocky Five, it's it's better than. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, well, everything's better than Rocky Five. But like, but but, uh, but uh, I think that still, without this movie, you can't get to the Ivan Drago. Rocky yeah. Four. So I still think it holds holds a, a, a level of importance here. And at the end of the day, like Mister T was a fun uh, guy to watch whenever he's performing. So, so yeah, I, I still I still like it. Well, I wouldn't put it on this list if I didn't. But. Never seen Rocky Three really think i would because thunder lips but i will get around to it again this is uh have you seen the other ones i've seen two one one two and four i've seen i haven't seen five and i haven't seen three it's um, weird like those movies are very much like you you do have to watch all of the movies <laughs> for them to make as much sense even though for the most part, those movies are like, you really only need to see a couple scenes in each movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You need to see if he dies, he dies, you know? The, the, well, like what Callum weird. was saying, like you, you, you have to watch Rocky three to understand what's going on in Rocky four, particularly mm-hmm. for like three scenes in Rocky three, but you don't need to watch. Like you really don't need to see that. There's like a, a robot that Polly has <laughs> for this no. franchise. You know what I mean? <laughs> Happy birthday, Polly. What's your number nine, Rob? Number nine, I'd like to preface this and the rest of my list by saying I just put movies that entertained me. Uh, Batman and Robin. Because <laughs> I, I, it is embarrassing 
how many times I have watched this film. <laughs> it, like, it's not the best Batman movie. By a long it shot. Might, it might even be the worst, depending on who you ask. But it's charming, and it's, it's lighthearted, and it's fun. And I think we've known each other long enough at this point that you understand that's my whole thing. So I, I love the fact that a wrestler actually plays Bane. Would love to see Batista do that in the future. I think the nipples on the bat suit is ridiculous. I, I really just wanted any excuse to talk about ice puns and ice to meet you <laughs> and the ice age. <laughs> it's it's a movie that we need to watch, and I push this every year. Please let's watch the four uh Burton verse Batman movies because they're good. And we just need we need that in our lives. My number nine is Batman and Robin for the smallest of the professional wrestling. For Jeep Swenson as Bane and Jesse Ventura as a bodyguard. That, that is correct. Now, if you are into the Batman side of things, not only would I say that it's definitely something that I think you should try to do the pick of poison for for those films, because that's something that uh it would be a whole lot of fun. But also you should be checking out the Batman a nighttime story 100 records from the wayne foundation archives because this is part of my blueprint project i have been talking about this for a long time and i have the first part up of my explanation of just what the hell the blueprint project is for anybody who doesn't know over on fanboys anonymous but i have also recorded chapter one and chapter two and i am about 95 percent done editing chapter one of a nighttime story where i give you a synopsis of what this is all about and you know i'm reading off some of the dialogue that i had written but i'm also just basically pitching to you what my overall narrative is for these 100 stories of the entire history of batman it's an insane project it is one of many that i am working on and this more than honestly anything else that i'm working on this is my biggest passion project so if you want to help support the blueprint project when it comes to batman or power rangers or superman i'm literally falling asleep last night thinking of superman stuff to add to my my list of like maybe i'll go with this title and up up and away can be accomplished here and this looks like a job for superman can be put in this spot and i almost uh ended up writing a note to myself of like maybe i'll call the daredevil story heaven sent a daredevil epic you know like there are there's so much that i want to get it deep into when it comes to that stuff so the more batman the better the more blueprint project the better the more support that you give to fanboys anonymous and the blueprint project the more you will see crazy crazy stuff and you know tweet things out tweet out hashtag batman blueprint uh the hashtag higher mango dc comics maybe that'll work i don't know but the more support that you give for that the more that i can even come back and do more wrestling stuff you might think that there's no connection but there really is i would love to do only wrestling and the entertainment stuff and yeah i mean that's uh something to stay tuned to definitely definitely check out some more batman stuff um the number eight that i had for batman and robin uh on the the cameo list that you know we already talked about that my number eight being uh on my main list jumanji welcome to the jungle what's yours Calum? 
James Bond Spectre. So that's my number seven. Is it on your list, Rob? It is not. I didn't think Spectre. It wasn't one of my favorite of the Craig films. Obviously, that goes to Skyfall and Casino Royale. And I, I'd wish that Batista got a chance to be a, a little more in that movie instead of just the, you know, he says one word. It's a good word. <laughs> but he says one word, and I would like more from him there. Now, as we've said before, we did a whole breakdown of every single one of the Bond films over on Fanboys Anonymous. It's part of a series called A Review to a Kill. So if you are a Bond fan, not only should you be sponsoring the Blueprint Project, because that's part of it. Crazy enough, you wouldn't think that it necessarily would be, but yeah, there is crossover. Even Star Wars is a part of that. But A Review to a Kill was such a fun series for us to do. And Spectre was not the highest ranked by any means, but we're looking at a list of wrestler movies, movies featuring wrestlers, etc. It goes higher up on that just by proxy. Cause it's like, look, it's still a bond film and I I'll gladly watch Spectre more than well, everything, but six other things on this list. I'll say that it's still like, a good performance from him for playing a character that's only got one line. Like Rob said, he's a more menacing henchman that we've gotten from anybody in the Craig era. Everybody else is just like, like Patrice is just like a guy and Elvis is garbage. But Mr. Hanks has a little bit of a gimmick to him with the fingernails. He's got a, an interesting death sequence not to spoil, but yeah, the, the villain dies. <laughs> Let's get to wow. another bond, bond films and then, ugh. but Spectre is not high up on my bond list, but it is high up on this. It, it's my number seven. So we might as well talk about it like that right now. Um, you have it at your number eight Callum for a lot of the same reasons. I'm sure where it's, it's kind of like, look, it's not the best bond film, but it is still kind of fun. And Batista's good in it. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, yeah. Batista has a good role in it. Look, again, not uh, most prominent in terms of henchmen or speaking, but like he he plays the role that he needs too well. Like his character is essentially not mute, but stays silent for the most part. So I think that that adds to the menace of the character. And yeah, it's not the greatest Bond movie of all time, but it is better than a lot of rest of the movies that and, there have been. So. And better than uh, You Only Live Twice. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely better than that movie in my perspective. But uh, and I'd like to piggyback off of that by saying I won't say much here because we've already talked about it a lot. But my number eight's ready to rumble. I was seven. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Ready to rumble? Not on my list. Not on Callum's either. I'm assuming. No, 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 no. What is your seven, Callum? The Mummy Returns. I haven't seen it. I love the Mummy series. I think, well, I, I, I preface that the Brendan Fraser mummy series, not, not anything that Tom Cruise touched. <laughs> I actually thought uh, that the Tom Cruise mummy movie wasn't all that bad. It, it probably wasn't, but yeah. like, I really like the, I really like the Brendan Fraser mummy series. I think it's, it's really funny, but it's so like, it gets dark in the places that it needs to be. Like, there's a lot of, as I say, gruesome because it's not like you see a lot of like blood or gore or stuff like that but some of the deaths are really kind of quite harrowing in a lot of the mummy movies and i know the mummy returns if we're talking from the rest of the context we most famously remembered for the most awful cgi that's <laughs> ever graced the movie screen i have seen that, that scene <laughs> yeah, we, we, we talking about uh die another day 
<laughs> All right, maybe maybe the second worst then, but it's it's definitely high up there. But the rock scorpion monstrosity is just uh yeah, it's not uh, not a CGI's proudest moment, but the movie in general is a lot of fun. I I, th- I don't think it's it's definitely not as good as the original or the first mummy, but um, but it still has its moments. They've got a kid now, so like the kid plays a big part in the movie as well, trying to rescue him from the circumstances. It's about um essentially uh Imhotep, the the main villain, the the actual mummy, uh trying to revive his uh his uh mistress, like from the dead as well as part of this. And then it's about how Brent Fraser and oh what's her name? Rachel Weiss's characters. I can't remember the the character names off the top of my head, but how they um basically help fight and take them down in the same time killing the Scorpion King because I think the Scorpion King was killed by Imhotep's forces. I mean, that, that's the thing is that the Scorpion King is a prequel to The Moment Returns because he's dead by the time The Moment Returns happens. Hmm. That's what Kelly Who, I think, is uh, in the movie too. Um, she's like the love interest for the Scorpion King or, or whatever. Oh, yeah. Know. Oh, yeah. But that must be in the actual Scorpion King movie rather yeah. than The Moment Returns. But, uh, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed that movie. I've watched it loads of times as well because it was one, it's one of those movies that in my childhood was always on. Like the, just like on TBS that, or something. Yeah, there's certain things my mum always. Well, yeah, there's certain things my mum would always watch. Like whenever it, she just found it while scrolling through the channels, it'd be on. So it was that. It was Mummy. All the Mummy Returns. It was Jaws. It was um, yeah, things of that ilk. Would just like if just like some some channel is showing one of those movies. Yeah. So if and and if there is, she's gonna find it. And so mm. just always on. So I got used to uh, watching. I basically I never. Well, I did eventually, like, later on, get them to just, like, sit down and watch the movie from start to finish. But most part, I could probably just retell the movie just from the clips that I saw and just weaving them together <laughs> whenever I just went into the living room for a little while. That's a whole thing that this generation of kids, they just, they don't know. Like, I mean, you used to just be like, okay, well, every November is the James Bond marathon on uh, on TV. And every... I mean, I don't like the movie, but like every Christmas, they just run the same uh, bunch of movies and they have like whatever channel it is, they run a Christmas story. TBS. They run TBS. Every- and it's just like 24 7 that movie. And some other ones are, you know, they always run It's a Wonderful Life. So it's like you might not have actually watched It's a Wonderful Life, but you've probably seen the whole movie because it's just been on TV all the time and all. Um, uh, what's your number seven? Number seven? Oh, The Wrestler. We talked about it already. I thought yeah. it was a great movie. My number seven on the cameo list, I don't think it's going to be on anybody's main list. Kevin Ash in The Punisher. This is the Thomas Jane Punisher. He plays the Russian, who is actually a comic book character. So it's like, oh, like you've got like a legit comic book character role by you. But it happens to be a character that doesn't speak. <laughs> he has one fight sequence that's... He gets legitimately stabbed. He, he gets he got, like legit stabbed, like Kevin Ash. Huh. There was a mistake. I, I forget, but I've seen him talk about this. There was a mistake where he ends up actually getting cut by the knife. Nice. Was Sid holding the knife? <laughs> <laughs> Glad that he didn't actually get burned by the boiling pot of water that <laughs> happens in the movie, but Kevin Ash is good in that as like the big brute. Um my number six on the cameo list is also uh Kevin Ash in Grandma's Boy. <laughs> 
that is a movie that I cannot recommend to a lot of people. And I bet if I rewatch that now, it's Be probably right. awful. Oh, yeah. It's probably really fucking stupid and not funny. But when it came out, I remember laughing a whole lot. I remember Kevin Nash's scene. He's just like a mover, like just, you know, packing up boxes and stuff. And he's just like eating chips and not moving things. And it ended up being like one of the funnier parts of the movie. So just a cameo. Thought it's a, it's a fun one. My real number six is Predator. And I said it before, Jesse Ventura is one of the show stealers in that movie, which is just a complete fantasy of like that action machismo bullshit that you used to get. And I really wish that we could still get those kind of movies because, man, they can be so fucking fun. And Predator is honestly one of the better movies that's in that whole genre from not just Schwarzenegger, but like anybody like a Stallone film or obviously a Seagal film because they're all garbage. But Predator's actually got like some good parts to it for that. It's not Oscar caliber by any means, but that's a fun fucking movie. I love Predator. Uh, we've talked about him a lot, so I'll just be quick here. But my number six is Kevin Nash and Secret of the Use. Because I love Ninja Turtles. Love that movie. And finding out later that that was Nash, just like, ah, it makes it even more cool. You know? The that is turtles, higher up on my cameo list. But go ahead. <laughs> live action turtles, like, obviously, as I've talked about with a lot of things, I prefer them animated. But... They're great movies. They're iconic for their time. And it's easy a fun to sit down and watch while you're eating some popcorn. What's your um, number six, Cal? I already mentioned it. It's uh, Jumanji, the next level. So I've already spoken about that. So we can move on from that. So Jumanji, the next level going up on number six. My number five on my cameo list is Tyler Maine, who was apparently Big Sky in WCW. And for anybody who doesn't know who Tyler main is in the movie, uh, he is Sabretooth in X-Men. X-Men's a rock solid superhero film. Now I, solid. I didn't want to necessarily give that a spot on my featured part thing. I really could have, to be honest, because that's the type of movie that, you know, he's around there long enough. He plays one of the featured henchmen and all but I was just like, you know what? I mean, he doesn't really have any lines in the movie. So I'm just going to kind of push that off to the side and give a spot to the princess bide, which we'll talk more about. But he looks like Sabretooth. Like, you know, Sabretooth is not the type of character that you need to have, like, the biggest acting chops for. He pulls it off. He does a damn good job. My real number five, though, is a different superhero film. The Suicide Squad. Specifically. Uh, save it. The Suicide Squad, not Suicide Squad. I'll put a pen in that. Okay. Number five is on your end. Uh, We've talked about this, and I don't know if we're going to keep putting a pin in it, but my number five is The Princess Bride. Keep a pin in it, please. (laughs) I'm assuming that's Calum's number one. That's why. I think we just hit two two of our tops. (laughs) Might be. I mean, if we end up doing that. Um, Calum, what's your number five? Moana. Uh, it's my number four, so we can talk about it now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you got to sometimes just love a good Disney animated or movie. It's Disney, isn't it? It's not Pixar, this one. If I it's, remember it's correctly. Disney. 
Yeah, it's Disney. Yeah, this is. Um, I thought it was Pixar. Huh. No. I, I, I it's hard to tell because they used to have distinct yeah. styles and then now they all look the same. So. Yeah, but this movie is the music phenomenal. in this movie is, is is just phenomenal. It's just some it's some of the best songs that they've ever put together. Like "You're Welcome" and uh, just like oh, Moana's song. I can't remember the actual name of the uh, title of it. It's um, the one where she how sings. How far like, I'll go? Go to sing. Yeah, how far I'll go? Yeah, okay. and uh, "Shiny." Just, just some, so fan, such fantastic music. In this I did not like movie. Shiny. I, I like it. <laughs> How good are the other two songs? That we yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, like, uh, "You're Welcome" is obviously a great song. And Shiny, for some reason, it just didn't sit well with me. Yeah, but and and the story is very good as well about this this girl who's basically contained within the island and is just desperate to see the wider world. And is forced into it eventually due to like these uh like these terrible events that are afflicting the island. So it kind of like just is thrust upon her to go out there and explore the the ocean, come across like the rock's character. And yeah, it's it's a, it's a different version of the rock because obviously he's just an animated character in this one, but he does have that those same sort of traits. But he's he's not as you know he's not as all action in the way that the rock is. So I think I, that I think it, it's a great it's a, it's a great movie. I've only seen it like a couple of times because it's one that I just like save for some sort of a few occasions. But it's yeah, I it's one it's one of my favorite Disney animated ones. I say this film is one of the films where the Rock playing the Rock and just not trying to do any voice acting, just using his voice. It really lends to the character of Maui. Maui perfect in that like almost like heel rock where he's very braggadocious and he's very full of himself but as the movie goes they pull back the layers of that and you see more of like the the positive rock that he's kind of become today it's just a very good movie and the movie itself is so good that it made randy orton cry <laughs> really? randy orton cried while watching moana and i think that that's good enough argument that everybody should go see it we should talk more about disney movies on fanboys anonymous we have one of those things on our ever-growing to-do list of our mount rushmore of disney songs is something i mm. like no matter fucking what i gotta figure out a way for us to do that at some point this year moana's not on my list but you suck it is uh it is a movie that i fully recommend uh for a lot of different people yeah my number five on my, or number, my, number four on my cameo list that I was like, I can't justify making this on my actual list. And obviously it would be super high if I did, but Zeus, Tiny Lister, is in the Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. I, I, I tried to justify doing that right. at some point, but, but if I was going to be stick to, okay, that's just too either small a role or just not prominent enough that I can even recall it happening. Like, I wouldn't be able to tell he was in it. So I just thought, oh, I've got to leave it. But Dark Knight is one of the... It's, it's one of the top of the top superhero movies I've ever seen. Correct. That is a correct statement. Show um, more support for the Batman A Nighttime Story, <laughs> and you might get information about maybe I put that scene in something. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Ledger doesn't die in mine. 
technically speaking, Heath Ledger is not my Joker in mine. It's more of a combination of Killing Joke and Batman the Animated Series Joker. But no, it's Hamill. It's Hamill because right. Hamill's the best Joker. I mean, if you're going to give a voice to it, it's it's Hamill. But um, yeah, uh, The Dark Knight's just it's it's fucking great. You know, it's one of the best comic book films of all time, and it should have been nominated for Best Picture that year. And it's bullshit that it wasn't. Now. Yeah. Here's another movie that this is my number four, my real number four that I honestly think is legitimately one of the absolute best movies that has ever had a wrestler in it. And it should have been nominated for much more. It should have won awards that it didn't win. Like the lead actor should have probably won best actor maybe for that year. Uh, I recommend it to an insane level. My number four is man on the moon. I haven't uh, see. I know that that's going to be good because of I know the story behind it, but I haven't watched it. You have I to watch it. Probably put Man on the Moon on my list. I both, love Andy Kaufman. I love Jim Carrey. It was a great movie. Yeah, both of you have to watch that uh, to double check it or whatever. Um, Jerry Lawler is so good in it. He's playing himself, obviously, so that's easier, but. The fact that he's able to, with just a little bit of facial hair and, you know, some makeup and everything, basically seem like they legitimately got Jerry Lawler from back then and Andy Kaufman because of the way that Jim Carrey plays him so well. I mean, I've watched a couple of Andy Kaufman documentaries, and I still feel like Man on the Moon does a better job. It's legitimately a really, really good movie, and... I think as far as performances go, I mean, it's got a lot of wrestling in it. It's got a pure wrestler in it. It's got Jim Carrey, which of course is a major positive. And you got Danny DeVito is playing a great part in it. I can't recommend it enough. I mean, that the only reason why that's not number one, two or three on my list is because the other ones are movies that I've watched a little bit more often, but I've seen man on the moon, maybe like four times or so. And every time I watch it, I get a deeper appreciation for it. So if you were going to ask me like the best movie, it would be number two, probably. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, it's it's great. So Man of the Moon is my number four. There's a lot. Check out. Of, yeah. There's a lot of uh, bad press these days around method acting and the way that actors behave. And I know that that's huge chunk of what Jim Carrey did for that film. But he is spot on. And I would also recommend the Netflix documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is it Andy and me? Uh, I think it is. Yeah. But I mean, if it's like a companion piece, like you should Wait, watch man you, on the moon and then you should watch the documentary. Absolutely. So Rob's number four is Moana. Callum, what's your number four? Again, because I had to have a separate cameo list to right. the main one my number four is spider-man that's my number three that is my number three as well <laughs> oh, <look at> that. <laughs> is ready like yeah. it's a good movie okay listen i obviously talked about a lot how much the Tobey Maguire spider-man movies are my favorite things to come out of like that era of early superhero movies but Randy Savage in this film, I think this is the last time he really looks like he could probably go around in the ring. And 
It's it's such an easy cameo. And Randy Savage is the perfect wrestler cameo because he just has that voice. And it's it's three minutes, guys, but it's such a good scene. And it's just an excuse to talk about the fact that that is such a fun movie. I don't care what anyone says. It holds up. It does. It's one of the absolute best superhero films. So good. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I won't say I absolutely love the Tobey Maguire series because um, I, I, I think that uh, second is the best. I still, that's why I kind of, if it was a second one, I probably would have pushed it higher up, but I still really enjoy the original one. I think that this one also suffers from some bad CGI. Yeah. You know, that was just the, that was just the, the role at the time. Where it's but, not uh, even technically and, CGI, and I, the one shot where it's um, just uh, Kirsten Dunst holding on to a completely frozen <laughs> picture of. Yeah. <laughs> but um and i'm also one of the people that is a bit of a, like a defender of spider-man 3 i don't think it's as bad as people say it is Ooh. it has one bad scene yeah i have bad. to go back and rewatch facts i'm sure it's not as bad as everybody makes it out to be. i've talked yeah. ad nauseum about how the biggest problem in the movie is sandman i think more than anything else but that's mm-hmm. again Maybe if you if you thing of Venom, but that's- if you want me to go into a deep dive, I could talk for fucking hours about just that movie alone, but yeah, it's not the time. See, yeah, yeah, no, we won't talk about it, but like, like I would, I would argue Sandman's one of the best parts of that movie, so I'd, so we'd have to probably be in big disagreement with that. But yeah, Spider-Man 4, you get Randy Savage in it, and that's obviously the reason why it's on there, but just overall, it's just a great movie. And Absolutely. The start, mm-hmm. of a, start, the start of a, of, I think, actually like a really important franchise for this whole superhero movie vogue that we have. Oh, it's, I think this needed to be successful. Yeah. It's, it's instrumental. It's, we're not getting the MCU of Spider-Man. isn't good. And Spider-Man again, man, blueprint project. <laughs> let me tell you, uh, the amount of deep dives that I've done on just this one Spider-Man movie alone, you would be like, Jesus Christ, Tony. But one of the things I always found funny about this role and Randy Savage being in there. For anybody who doesn't know the history of the comics and everything, this Bonesaw McGraw character, that's not the character in the comics. The character from the original story, which it does follow pretty well, the idea that Peter creates this shitty costume and he tries to get some money by being a part of this pro wrestling thing, which nowadays, not to spoil too much about the blueprint for Spider-Man, but it's probably better off if it's MMA rather than wrestling. Hint, hint. I go with MMA. Uh, the wow, it's costume, it's the theatrics. It's the, it's the amazing human spider. I don't want to spoil how I do it instead. But <laughs> the uh, the character in the comics is named Crusher Hogan. And when they did this movie, I still didn't know as much as I know about Spider-Man at this point, but. I was well aware of Crusher Hogan and the whole story and all. And then it was like, oh, Randy Savage is going to play Crusher Hogan in this? That's kind of funny. Wait a minute. He's playing Bonesaw McGraw. I wonder why they changed it. (laughs) And I was like, you know, well, that makes more sense to not have Hulk Hogan be in there and to do that or whatever. But he was patterned somewhat after Hulk Hogan. And uh, I'll just say that Bonesaw McGraw is so good that Bonesaw McGraw is in my blueprint. And there is a roundabout way for me to have both Crusher Hogan and Bonesaw McGraw. I'll say that. Can it's my number Spider-Man three. Fight the Mega Powers. <laughs> uh, 
again, I don't want to spoil too much. Let's just say they're both in my blueprint. So, hey, remember, show more support for the blueprint project. I want to talk more about this stuff. Oh, you're going to keep talking about it. Well, my last two films continue to be superhero <laughs> films. My, my, I do and they don't because, uh, well, let me say my number three on my cameo list is another movie that I had recently just watched. Uh, you know, I had only recently watched The Princess Bride. I had only recently watched Knock at the Cabin, of course, because that was something that just came out a few weeks ago. But only a week or so ago, I finally got around to watching John Wick. And there was a scene in the movie where a character is looking across the street and you could just barely see that there's like a bodyguard standing in front of a door. And I'm like, is that Kevin Nash? Just by the way that he's standing. I'm like, I think that's Kevin Nash. And he pops up in there and it's like, oh, he's playing this like Russian bodyguard type guy or something. And I'm just like, hey, you know what? Shout out to that. Because if I'm going to go with movies that have a character that happens to be played by a wrestler in there or whatever, I mean, that's that's fun. So um, that actually should not have been number three. I don't know why I have that listed as down as number three. But uh, that should have been number five, and I should have been bumping up uh, Dark Knight and X-Men. I guess my list is a little bit wrong here. But uh, I don't think John Wick's on either of your lists, right? Nah. Nah. So then let's go to Callum's number three. Uh, before I get into these three, I just want to point out that, no, obviously the whole premise of this is like some of the like the favorite movies with wrestlers. So it doesn't, it needs to obviously have that like caveat in it. But I will say that the next three movies are not just my, my three favorite movies with wrestlers in it. They're also among probably three of my 10 favorite movies of all time, just in general. Nice. And number three is got and number three is Guardians of the Galaxy. That is my number two. Put a pin in it. <laughs> okay, we could yeah we could we could talk about that a little bit later. Yeah, I know that's high up there. Uh, I will say I wrote three Spider Man for you. Spider Man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, since I, my list was all I I put it in the wrong way. Uh, the one, one movie that I didn't mention already from the cameo list was uh, Mad Max Fury Road with Nathan Jones. Good movie, better than I thought it was going to be. I remember it got nominated for Best Picture, and I was like, the fuck you mean this is nominated for Best Picture? I guess I'll check it out. I'm like, no, it's pretty good. But um, my number two on my actual list is a movie that I had no idea had a wrestler in it for all these years. And then when I started looking up these lists of wrestlers that have been in movies, The Godfather. <laughs> you would go like wait what like uh, you know al pacino's not a wrestler or whatever yeah uh lenny montana who plays luca brasi in the movie apparently was a wrestler and i'm like fuck it if that gives me the opportunity on a smart out moment podcast to talk about the godfather i'm putting it out there it is my classified number two best movie of all time very 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 closely almost tied with the shawshank redemption it's a movie that I hold near and dear for a million different reasons. Not only is it one of those movies that like my dad and I connected with, but it's just like, it's just, it's the fucking Godfather. It's so good. And Luca Brasi's great, a uh, great character in it. Lenny Montana plays a great part. They actually, for anybody who knows the movie and knows the Luca Brasi character and all his nervousness when he's going to talk to Vito Corleone about the whole, like, thank you for inviting me to your daughter's wedding and all was not a part of the actual story. That was actually just Lenny Montana being nervous. And they're like, hey, why don't we just incorporate that 
How about your character is also nervous to talk to the Godfather? He does great in it, and I can't sing enough praises for the Godfather, so that gets my technical number two. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. What do you guys got? I said I have Guardians. What do you got, Kel? Edward. There's your Edward one, yeah. Yeah. It's my favorite Tim Burton movie, my favorite Johnny Depp movie. It is... I, I mean, I love, love the fact that I get to talk about this on a wrestling show, thanks to George Daniel Steele, to talk about this on a Svalcat moment <laughs> or any podcast. It is... It's so... It's just such a good movie. And it's hard to describe because it's shot completely in black and white, start to finish, even though it's like a 94 movie. And it tells the story. It's like, obviously, a very enhanced retelling biopic of the world's worst director, Ed Wood, who's like famous for the like the awfulness and the budget quality of some of his movies. His, uh, his Glenn and... Glenn or Glenda or your plan nine from outer space. And I got fa- I because I remember as a like kid, as, as you know, I just like just you just occasionally just find yourself just scouring through Wikipedia, just looking at stuff and just seeing what stuff pops up. And then I just find myself on a list of worst movies of all time. And I see like basically you just scour through the nineteen fifties and you just see Edward's name just pop up <laughs> over and over and over again with some of the absolute like trash fire movies. And then I see just to turn in and see like 94 was like edward's like oh i know that story and so i'm just like oh there's a biopic about that okay i'll check that out and just watch it and it just i'm mesmerized from start to finish johnny depp is it has to give such an amazing performance as this guy who clearly is out of his league in terms of being a director has no real creative vision but is so fueled with like like absolutely ludicrous optimism and ambition they just will keep going at it, try and hustle people to get as much money as possible to to put these uh, sh- uh, films on. But just they're all just absolutely terrible. And then but really the powerhouse of this movie is uh, Martin Landau's role was uh, Bella Lugosi, which I think, if I'm not mistaken, at least at least got him nominated for Best Supporting Actor. I think he might even have. Did he win? Yeah, he won Best Supporting Actor. Yeah, at the uh, Golden at the at the uh, ninety five Oscars for this role, and it's just yeah, he he plays that role to perfection. Just this old withered actor who it was in the horror movies in the nineteen twenties and thirties in the silent era and stuff like that, playing Dracula, and then he now transported into the fifties and sixties where he's now just a deadbeat junkie old man who just stumbles into Edward one day and Edward starts casting him as the quote unquote star in a lot of his pictures moving forward. And just, uh, yeah, like there's powerhouse performances throughout the entire thing. Bill Murray's in it in a, in an actual like like supporting role, like not even like best supported actor, Robert. It's, um, he plays a, um, like a, uh, well, at that point in time, it's like someone who like wants to go undergo a sex change to go for a man to a woman and that's kind of his thing and you have sarah jessica parker play um edward's initial girlfriend and then you have i believe it's uh, patricia arquette plays um edward's ne- uh, girlfriend following her after sarah jessica parker's character leaves and uh yeah it's just really 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 fun movie 
and I recommend it to anyone to watch if you haven't seen it already. Definitely going to have to download that and check that out for sure. Yeah. Me on it. My cameo number one was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Use, Super Shredder, fuck yeah. And um, Rob, you didn't say your number one. Uh, I didn't say my number one. We know Callum's number one at this point, though. But let's go around here. Rob, what is your number one? Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad over there. Um, So I get, well, we'll do one by one. Um, Callum's number one is Princess Bride. Yes, yeah, the Princess Bride, yeah. <laughs> so that was another one that we had put a pin in. And, and the other one that I said put a pin in that was you guys had already mentioned Guardians of the Galaxy. I decided I'm going to be cheating and be a little cheeky with it and just say my number one is the MCU in the sense of, look, it's Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Endgame. I'm sure Guardians 3 is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Drax is in Thor Love and Thunder, which is not all that great, but... I mean, it's the the Drax thing. So we got Drax, we got Suicide Squad, we got Princess Bride. Let's start with uh, the Suicide Squad. John Cena is Peacemaker in it. He went off, did the spinoff of the Peacemaker TV show. Both are fucking great. Specifically because of the spinoff show and how good he was in that movie. When the original Suicide Squad was an absolute abject failure. That I was just so... I mean, they're so charming in this movie, and John Cena is great as Peacemaker. He's literally playing the character that he played for at least 10 years on WWE TV, but turning up the asshole and the kind of obliviousness that would come with a guy who just believes that he is the spirit of America and has this pet eagle and he's like... I love it because it's so it was made for John. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, Margot Robbie is just the best Harley Quinn. She's kind of ruined the character in some ways <laughs> because of how good she was as Harley Quinn. And just that whole movie did such justice to the Suicide Squad idea. And it was just my favorite. And it's easily like, if I didn't know John Cena was John Cena, I'd still love it because he's so good in that movie. And it's perfect. He kills it in that movie. He's the standout for sure. And that's saying a lot when you got a movie where Sylvester Stallone plays King Shark. And you've got, you know, Harley Quinn and you've got fucking Starro is in a movie. Like, that's insane. And Ratcatcher and Polka Dot Polka Man. Man. Like, there are wild ideas in this movie and if you are not sold already on uh, uh, kind of blanking on his, his name, but um, the detachable kid, I think is his name, the guy whose arms pop off and that's his superpower <laughs> and the opening scenes that are in this, uh, that's enough. But John Cena is going to be the selling point for it. And if you like the suicide squad and you haven't seen the peacemaker show, you have to, it is so good of just this over the top ridiculous this guy thinks that he you know, I could take Batman in a fight type of person and yeah I'm uh I'm just as good of an assassin as everybody else or whatever like I I killed um I think he says he says that he killed like Killer Moth or something like that <laughs> like you know it's uh you take a character that is not prominent in any form in DC and you make it 
one of the ones that actually is probably going to stick around with the new James Gunn version of the DCU. Frankly, because of how good John was. And in a sense, it's kind of like Drax and how Batista... First, like, Guardians should have never been a thing. The fact that Guardians is a thing is because superheroes became so hot. But, like, now Batista is probably going to forever be linked to the MCU and to Drax because he was so good in the role. Do you guys want to talk about MCU or do you want to talk about Princess Bride? I'm down for either of them to go next. I'm going to talk about the Princess Bride for a bit. All right, so... My history of this was a few weeks ago, we were talking about this and I was like, I still haven't seen it yet. And then Callum was talking about how it is his arguably favorite movie of all time. So I was like, I definitely have to watch it before we do this. And I just sat down one day. I just said, Hey, Caroline, do you want to watch it? And I know I would like this movie more if I had seen this as a kid. I know for a fact but I still ended up actually enjoying it a whole lot. Like it's charming. It's funny. It's, it's got no part in it made me just go like, all right, this is kind of dragging or this is stupid in like a, a bad way. It's silly, but it's charming. And it's, it, I mean, Andre the giant, doesn't play the biggest part in the role. He does play the biggest part in the movie, but you know what I mean? Like he is not the princess bride, obviously the titular character or whatever, but he plays a character that immediately you're just kind of like, I like this guy. And yeah, for a movie that I've only just recently watched a couple weeks ago, that definitely doesn't resonate with me as much as it would. If I would have seen this as a kid, I still immediately was like, yeah, that's going to be at least in my top 10. But you are way more qualified to talk about it than I am, Cal. Yeah. It's quite interesting that you say that uh, you would have loved this more as a kid. I was in my 20s when I first saw this movie. Really? And I just think it's a, I think it's a perfect movie. Like I, I don't see any real resounding flaws in anything. I think it, the story it tells from start to finish keeps you engaged. I think it's obviously it's built as like the start is just like a love story and it's a grandpa telling his kid this this story in the in a book and it's how he becomes more engaged with it is part of the story as well. But then it's just I I can't speak highly enough about how great a, an actor Carrie Yules is. He's in some of my favourite movies of all time. He's in obviously there's this, there's Robin Hood Men in Tights. My favourite comedy of all time. Yeah, it's one of my favourites as well. And uh, Saw as well. He's in. He's one yeah. of the main characters in Saw. Yeah, he's so a doctor. Just like, yeah. So there's a lot of uh, range in terms of just like, this is a great fantasy movie. That's a great comedy comedy parody movie. And that's a great horror movie. So it's like, you just have all that stuff combined. But I think that he plays his character so well. He's so funny and sharp and erudite. And it's just like, he's got such a fa- fun character. Uh, you've got to talk about... Um, uh, um, Benito Montoya, <laughs> and it's just like his his story and his arc throughout it is so f- great to follow as well. The just finding the Six Finger Man, just like just managed to stumble across the Six Finger Man as part <laughs> of the his his the, well, part of the uh, prince's guard, and it's just 
just but that's just the way it goes and it's just like it's not they don't they don't like say like oh that's super obvious that it's, it's you involved in it but it's just like it doesn't feel like it's forced in it feels like oh that's funny because it's just like it's it's an it's it's a story in a it's a fantasy book and it's just like you can just buy into that being the case and the the sword fighting scene is amazing and andre's a great character in this as well he doesn't have like as i say he doesn't have the biggest part in it and also it's sometimes hard to figure out what he's saying because how thick his uh, accent was at this point mm-hmm. i think he's only, he's only a few years sadly only a few years away from passing away right but um but like playing that gentle giant kind of role i love the fight scene that he has with um as the uh, like the fight scene with uh, Wesley, where it's just like he's hanging across his back and he's explaining to him why it's more difficult to fight one man than it is to fight like a <laughs> horde of ten people, <laughs> and it's just like just uh, just doing that and then knocked out and then saved. Uh, I hope you dream of uh, large women. Yeah, just just so one. funny, like this movie and like, like yeah, you just have like. Uh, like the zini and the drink and the drinking thing and the fact that like he puts poison in both of them because he's immune to that poison it's just like it's all inconceivable all so <laughs> yeah just saying the word inconceivable oh you keep saying that word i have no idea. i don't think you know what that means <laughs> it's just like, there's so many funny lines and so repeated lines in here and then it's like my name is Aniga montoya and uh, you killed my father prepared to die and then they go through the fight scene towards the end of it then like peter cook as the the priest it's like the clergyman just saying loud, like even says in the credits, he's titled as the the impressive clergyman. <laughs> so it's just like him just going on about marriage is an institution. And it's just like, he's just so funny. And yeah, I love every single aspect of this movie. And I've watched it uh, ever since I first watched it. I have, I would make it like an annual tradition to at least watch it once a year, which is just, yeah, so, so good. I've introduced friends to it and they love it. And yeah, I I can't say enough high things about this. Uh, speak highly enough of this movie. I just, I I I I never can see any flaws in it. Every time I watch it, I just love it even more. And this is one of those movies that's iconic as far as like the wrestler in it, because I mean, I can even name a movie that specifically talks about it as part of the movie. I love you, man. They have a whole sequence where they talk about. Andre the Giant in The Princess Bride and uh, Jason Siegel even is like, you know, the whole anybody want a peanut? Like, you know, they it's like it's like you dedicate a part of your movie to talk about another movie and that character in there. So it's not even like, hey, Andre's in it for a couple scenes, but whatever. You know, it's like he plays a, a fun character in it. Mm. Yeah. I was like, it's uh, it's so well put together. I didn't even mention like Billy Crystal was Miracle Max and how funny yeah. that whole scene is as well. It's like, just like having to puppet. It's just like uh, he's a uh, like he's only nearly dead, not actually dead. That's that's gonna be a whole whole other issue. It's just <laughs> oh, it's so 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 much fun. You got it at number five, Rob. Yeah, it's a, and it's a tremendous film. I can't add too much more to what you guys have said. I also say you know, getting. I almost called him Ben. That's his brother. Getting Fred Savage as the kid. Like, perfect timing. Everything that happens here, this is the last thing Andre does before Mania, three with Hogan. Like, this is just a huge time for all of these people to come together on this movie. And then it's just such a fun, iconic movie. It's not something you're going to find randomly on you know, TNT like you would a Batman or Superman or something. 
but it's one of the classic movies of all time. And yeah, it's phenomenal. So my number one, as I had said, I just lumped in all the MCU stuff because it's, yeah, at this point it's like, well, if I were going to put every single one of those down in there, that would just take my whole list. Cause I'm like, yeah, Avengers Endgame is fucking great. Avengers Infinity War is fucking great. You know, whatever. But Drax is not the character in the MCU that I would have as like a top 15 even favorite character. But he is somebody who I had no interest in whatsoever before Guardians came out. And I remember distinctly, and there's probably even some articles out there or something on fanboys when they started announcing guardians. Cause I was just like, you're going to do a guardians of the galaxy movie. Really? The thing with the fucking raccoon and the tree and the, the green guy and the green girl. And now they're one of the institutions. <laughs> and it, I was just like, all right, this is where the MCU falls off. You know, we've gotten this lead up to the Avengers and things were cool and now they're going to experiment. They're going to do these dumb ideas and it's all going to be fucking terrible. And it's just going to be too jokey and it's already coming off too much like a comedy. And I just think it's going to suck. And then I watched I the movie. <laughs> yeah, I eventually did start to get there a little bit, but I watched the movie and I go, God damn it. This is one of the best ones. <laughs> and if you can see on smart, or not on com, but on fanboysanonymous.com, the recurring tier list that I have for every project in the MCU Guardians is consistently in that upper range. It's easily one of the best movies. Just, you know, you put that on, you don't need to watch the rest of the movies to enjoy that one, which is something that I know uh, applies to Callum because he has not watched all the MCU films, but you do get, of course, a higher, richer enjoyment. If you've watched all the other things and, you know, guardians Two, of course, factors in with other things and, you certainly have to watch all the other movies to care about infinity war, but Drax went from being a character that I had no interest in whatsoever to being like, he's actually a fun part of this. And then he eventually became a character that even a little bit too much into the jokey stuff at some times, but he's got some of the best moments in some of the other movies too. Just the whole sequence in, I think it's infinity war, uh, where he, is talking about how if he stays perfectly still, nobody can see him because he becomes invisible. So fucking funny. And he's just like, watch, see, you can't see me. And he's eating chips at the time. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I can see you. You're right there. You're, I'm, I'm eating, you're eating chips. And he's just like, no, nah, I'm imperceivable. <laughs> the, the bit with like Mantis and, uh, her powers and everything. he, showed me through this Drax character. I was like, okay, Batista can act. You know, you mentioned the, you can't see me, see I'm inconceivable. And I watched it recently, about a couple of years ago at this point, but I had seen it and I was dying at the idea of Batista not understanding the, uh, the throat slit motion. Oh yeah. Like, not, <laughs> I've never seen that before. And what does like, this mean? <laughs> That's so funny to me because he's a beast and how many times didn't he square off a taker? Those are dumb things that you're not supposed to laugh at, but as a wrestling fan, you laugh at. And as you said, I think this role kind of proved, okay, Batista's going to make it. I think this is the role that kind of, you know, 
took his career to the next level and saved it in a lot of ways. Again, not the most iconic Marvel heroes, but because of this era, will go on to be. Yeah, performance like what Batista put in for this helped make Drax a character that is kind of a household name at this point. And a couple years ago, I mean, I remember when Thor was coming out and people are like, they're making a Thor movie? What the fuck? And me being like, yeah, I mean, people know Thor, but, you know, whatever. And, hey, you know, maybe it'll catch on. And at this point, it's like you could talk to somebody's grandmother and be like, so name a a superhero. And they might name Drax. <laughs> That's so weird, you know? Yeah, and uh, to kind of wrap up how important all of these superhero films have been, I know not you guys so much, but I have recently been back on uh, dating apps and every fucking person is like, oh my God, Marvel, Marvel, Marvel. It's like, that's wild to me. You know, that's absolutely insane. And it's all because of, you know, it started with the X-Men movie that you mentioned, Tony, then transitioned to Spider-Man and everything since then has just helped it help these things grow. And I feel like wrestlers can now always shoot for maybe I'll be in the next MCU film or maybe I'll be able to be in a Batman film and these performances have proven maybe they're going to make it off of one of those movies so what you're saying is Hollywood these days owes Randy Savage and Tyler Maine (laughs) absolutely maybe not Hollywood but wrestlers definitely owe Tyler Maine I think we can all agree big sky for Hall of Fame So, any other thoughts on Guardians uh, before we round that topic out? Um, I mean, it's just it's the Marvel movie that resonates most with me. It's just as as you said, it's not it's not something that it's something that most Marvel movies have kind of passed me by to the point where it feels like it'd be such a commitment to go back and watch, try and catch up with a lot of them now to the point where I'm just either going to need to block out a load of time or just forget about it. The Guardians is one that I can always just go back to and just watch because it's it's at least with the first one it's so it's so far out of the rest of the universe at that point that you don't really need to and that's really where you kind of get I don't know where it's the first introduction because again I haven't watched all the news but it's it's one where Thanos is quite prominently featured so second movie that he's in but the first time that he actually has dialogue yeah. Okay, yeah, so you get that prominent thing, and obviously Gamora's relationship with him is an important uh, point as well. And then, but yeah, just from the moment that Star-Lord walks in and uh, what's the matter with you starts playing and just like, can't get your love, starts (laughs) playing on this song, and it's just like, I just knew that this was going to be so much fun, and it proved to be, because it's just, yeah, there's a lot of comedy in it, but there's a lot of great action, and it's a lot of team building, and... Yeah, I think it's uh, yeah. Uh, from all the Marvel movies I've watched, it's my standout favorite, and yeah, one that I, I as I feel comfortable going back to watch because I know that I don't need to watch several other movies to really get what's going on in it. Have you seen this the Suicide Squad? No, I have not watched the Suicide Squad. You should check it out because they're they're both James Gunn, so it's like there's very much a Guardians feel to the Suicide Squad. I think that the, I think 
it's one that I might check out, but I'm kind of I'd also burnt out on superhero movies. But I'm kind of like I've got I've got the ones that I go back to, and I'm kind of good with that. Hmm. It's kind of like I, I I've got I've got my original trilogy Spider Man. I've got <laughs> the new the new ones with Tom Holland. I've got Guardians of the Galaxy, and you know like a couple of others, and and obviously pretty much every Batman movie up until like yeah pr- pretty much all the um christian bale ones and everything up to the batman which i still haven't seen because i don't know when i'm going to commit like three fucking hours to just sitting down and watch one movie but uh to be honest it's good but it's a little overrated in some ways yeah, yeah. but so i'll so, but yeah so i'm kind of like i've got my feel of superhero movies that i need to go back and watch really i might i might turn it in, turn you know, like tune in eventually but uh it's not something that i'm really uh desperate to check out i'd recommend it though um we had a lot of recommendations going on oh yeah this. well yeah well yeah well these are some of our favorite movies yeah among these ones so it's that we definitely recommend it to other people if you haven't watched them then you should check them out definitely so we are two and a half hours into this but we mm-hmm. did still have one other element to this whole trifecta which is Love the it. mount rushmore concept <laughs> Yeah, might have to speed round it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to try to do a top rope list of the way that that set up because obviously our stuff is all over the place. But we do have the option, I think, of doing two Mount Rushmore lists. One being wrestler actors, and the other one being the movies in general. Um, I would say most likely <laughs> we're probably looking at John Cena, Batista, The Rock. And I don't know about who else for the Mount Rushmore for the wrestler actors. Do you guys have any other ideas or alternatives or anything? Well, those three are the standout ones. They're, they're free locks in there. And because, I thought of Hogan just because. Yeah, Hogan is potential. I'd say that you could put. Um, I'm trying to think. There was another one that was coming to my head, but Hogan's Piper would be the other one that I think could be potentially. And then you could also go with um, Nash is in a lot of these. You can, also, you can go Kevin Nash. Like, yeah, you go Kevin Nash. Do you go Kevin Nash to be kind of the representation of the cameo side? Because, like, yeah, I would go Kevin Nash more than necessarily like a Nathan Jones. But there is that whole side of it of being like, well, you know, they're not actor actors in the same, you know, memorizing their dialogue and doing all that. Mm. They're not putting on the same performance, but they are doing work that needs to be done in these movies like i I could see putting kevin nash in there and he's done some some acting parts as well i haven't seen like dog i haven't seen uh, magic mike magic mike no um i would say one movie that we haven't talked about yet but we did just do a thing about uh, i'm not going to put kevin um nash's tag team partner scott hall on here for his performance in big money rustlers <laughs> It was the best part of that movie. <laughs> Shout out to Marquise for sponsoring that for the Pick Your Poison tier. If you want to go back and check out that movie and watch that with uh, with Rob and I for the fan tracks, it's over up on Fanboys Anonymous that does have Scott Hall in it. Uh, I could say, I could say without a shadow of a doubt, it is my favorite movie that includes Scott Hall, Sabu, and Jimmy Hart at the same time. <laughs> because it's the only one um but yeah uh i could see maybe kevin ash being the, the fourth one on there i could see maybe jesse ventura being on there 
I can see maybe Hogan. Yeah. Um, we didn't even get into like all of the El Santo stuff where he's just wrestling the Wolfman and the Frankenstein. <laughs> and Mil Mascaris as well doing all that. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's obviously we haven't even talked about things that are like new and in the this range like that Rey Mysterio Netflix thing like we haven't even watched that but yeah, we didn't touch on the cinematic masterpiece that is pro wrestlers versus zombies but you know <laughs> yeah we didn't even dive into like wrestling documentaries that got turned into movies like be on the mat and stuff like that yeah that's true yeah that's another whole element to it there's, yeah. there's, there's too, so there's much. Too much to cover yeah, too <laughs> there's much actually cover. a lot of crossover here it's like Tony yeah. said in the beginning it's very surprising how more challenging this was mm-hmm I I could actually make an argument like if we do want to go with Kevin Nash the fourth person in that um, thing I could make an argument for Jesse Ventura I could see either Nash or Ventura making the most sense I mean Hogan is like the most prominent ones but, but his movies movie. are, yeah they're, yeah. they're just yeah. terrible so yeah. I'd I mean, say Nash because I think he's done more and turned it into more of a career I mean, and my other option would be Andre just because he is in The Princess Bride and I think but it's not, uh, not just because it's like my favourite movie I think it's among like our favorite movies and it's one of those movies that's like so fondly remembered but as i say he probably would need a more prominent part in it to be to to push him up there but but uh yeah so i'd, I'd go even nash ventura i'd lean more to ventura just because of predator being such a prominent movie mm-hmm. i'll allow it uh well we got john cena we got patisa we got the rock and then the other one would be like that we do have enough that we could do the b tier for that because at the very yeah. least we got Kevin Ash, Jesse Ventura, Andre, Piper, Hogan. Um, yeah, and those three, that'll be four and four. And there are other people that are in other movies, but most of them, obviously. We're like, not putting The Miz in this. Big so. show. and <laughs> even yeah. touched on The Miz. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't seen a single movie that The Miz has been in, so I couldn't yeah. even say. And, like, yeah, Seamus is a pretty prominent uh, villain in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Out of the Shadows, but I'm not going to just, like, throw uh, Seamus on there. I would say maybe maybe A tier being uh Cena, Batista, The Rock. And I guess maybe Kevin Nash, just for the the part of being like, well, he's been in more. And then B tier being Ventura, Andre, Piper Hogan. I can yeah, I can yeah, it's set one up. Good actually, yeah. Now movies. Mm. I mean we all have like the MCU stuff. We all have Princess Bride. We all have uh, Spider Man. There's Moana. There's Moana. It's not on my list, but it's something that's like, yeah. I mean, I, I can understand that. Suicide Squad's not on Callum's list, but that's super high up as well. Yeah. We got movies I, that like we kind of go like, okay, well, we all think Batman and Robin's fucking fun, but you know what I mean? It's a different story. I would say at the very least, we, we would lock in Princess Bride and the whole Guardians idea. Yeah. And probably Spider-Man. And Spider-Man, too, because we all had it at either four or three. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say Spider-Man would be in there as well. So then it would then be just, whatever the number four would be. Either Moana or Suicide Squad, because we each have that and one guy doesn't. I'd, I'd say that's because Suicide Squad is at least number one for Rob's because I've got num- my number one in there. You've got your number one in there. So I think Rob's number one should go in there as well. Oh, yeah, I think that's fair. That makes sense. So Suicide Squad being that and then B tier being Moana. And then maybe. I mean, you can't put you guys can't put Edward in it because you haven't seen it. So. Yeah. So we. Yeah, because it's hard to do a B tier. because we all. It is. Yeah. It's probably too hard to do a B tier because like Man on the Moon, Edward. 
the even Predator, uh, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle versus Jumanji Next Level. Yeah, we probably couldn't do B tier, but yeah, Moana would probably end up being in that B tier range. And yeah, then that just becomes one of those things where it's like, yeah, if if everybody watched Man on the Moon, if everybody watched Knock at the Cabin, if everybody watched uh, Ed Wood, I'm definitely Ed Wood. If every yeah, you know, like. Uh, maybe even if I rewatched Rocky three, you know, like that could potentially end up jumping up in my list. Who knows? Not Charlie Bray might ask you that. <laughs> maybe, you know, I haven't seen it, so maybe I'll check that out too, but that's the, one of the easier Mount Rushmore's that we've done. That's pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, well, pretty quick, but two and a half hours worth of setup for it. But the guardians of the galaxy concept, the princess bride, the suicide squad, Spider-Man, which that makes sense too. Like we got a, a cameo role in one scene for Spider-Man. We've got a supporting role for the princess bride. We've got a higher up supporting role in suicide squad. And then we got one of the main roles in the MCU side. So we kind of spread the wealth there. It's got some superhero stuff. It's got some comedy. It's got pretty much all you can ask for, except for obviously these guys are not in, you know, a Scorsese drama or uh romantic comedy musical or something uh still though there is a, such a wide variety of the wrestler in movie slash tv concept that we could have talked for another two and a half hours easily about everything i mean we we talk about just the movie specter for two hours probably on that podcast so if you do want more of this discussion of WWE and Hollywood crossing over and the potential of things in the future and things we haven't gotten into of just like, Hey, what movies are we interested in? That's coming out in the future for these people or, you know, watching some of these movies that we haven't seen to do some fan tracks or some finance tables or anything. There are so, so, so much more that we could dive into. So go ahead and sponsor that stuff by being part of the Patreon or on the YouTube members only subscription side of the membership side of uh, subscribing. I don't know why I said it that way. That's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> My brain just decided to repeat things a bunch of times, but the best way outside of that, if you're looking for like a free method of supporting this is to let us know that you want us to see, uh, to do more of this, drop your thoughts in the comments. Say, yeah, man, guys, I want you guys to do more or, you know, spread this around passes. So we get more clicks on here, more likes, Anything that goes to show that you are enjoying this and that you're digging it, we'll try to do more. And obviously when these movies come out that haven't yet, or when we talk more about different movies, or if we discuss the movies that we have seen that we're going to go back and rewatch or anything, tweet at us, post up, up uh, some stuff up on the Facebook group, the mega maniacs, keep the discussion going in whatever way that you can. While you're doing that, Go over to fanboysanonymous.com. Show some love over for that, because if you are into movies, then you should definitely be supporting the blue brand. Facebook and Twitter, YouTube, Patreon, everything over at fanboysanonymous.com. It's all fair game for helping out on that front. Show more support to the Batman blueprint and the blueprint project in general to get more of that stuff. If you are into that, check out that First chapter of the Batman at Nighttime story coming up soon over on fanboysanonymous.com and the YouTube channel. Make sure that you are taking part of the Dusty Roads, Funko Pop, 
contests that we got going on. Make sure you are voting on the Smart Madness tournament. Make sure you are staying tuned to the hot tags coming up later on this week. That'll be the next time that we talk to you guys. In the meantime, make sure you are also going to anthonymango.com and checking out all my different social links that you can see there, including the Letterboxd, if you want to see just some more movie content from my side of things. Make sure that you are following these guys as well. Rob? Yeah, you can follow me everywhere at DukeBelites. You can check out my writing on Fightful and WrestleZone. And honestly, even this smart out moment, I really feel like we should just be plugging more of the fanboy stuff. That review to a kill on Spectre clocks in at just over three hours and 50 minutes. So 350 or 315? Yeah. 50, 5 0. <laughs> we all have a four hour review. <laughs> so, yeah, a lot of these later ones clock in. At about three to four hours, so there's so much content. That just goes to show you, if you get passionate, Tony, I don't shut the fuck up. (laughs) That was a great series. I hope to do more of it in the future. Check out everything Dude Felice related at Dude Felice, and I'll have more stuff coming soon. But for now, here's Callum. You can find me on Twitter at Wigmeister14. Over on Smart Cat Moments, you can check out the power rankings, my weekly contribution, and as we're getting closer to WrestleMania, we'll see who is sitting on top of the rankings up until then, and yeah, who's propping up the uh, leaderboard as we go into those uh, final things. Speaking of uh, leaderboards as well, you'll be checking out the Fantasy League, www.fantasyleague.com, or through the Smart Cat Moment navigation, where we're just well about four weeks away from finding out who will be the victor at WrestleMania. And, yeah, who will win this season's one. There's a lot of points still to be picked up, especially at WrestleMania. So stay tuned for that for all the latest scores. All righty, everybody. That is our discussion for this trifecta edition of Wrestlers in Hollywood. And if you enjoyed it, let us know. And also make sure that you are staying tuned for what we got coming up soon, because we do have another round of the hot tags we are going to be getting into more of the WrestleMania stuff, of course, the closer that we get to it. It's funny enough, it's crazy. We still don't have anything to talk about when it comes to the Hall of Fame that we are this close to it. Uh, the most we have to talk about it is that, that we don't John have Ross anything to talk about. It. <laughs> recently reported that people have been told it is indeed still happening, which seems bizarre to me. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And uh, this weekend, Caroline and I are going to the Madison Square Garden show that's happening on the 12th. So might end up putting something out about that. You know, it'll be my first time at MSG. It'll be her first wrestling show, period, that she's ever gone to. So if you actually are in the area and you're attending that show, let us know. Uh, We'll meet up with you guys. But that might be a dark cast. I'm not too sure. We might do something together. We might just do I might just do something on my own. I haven't quite decided. And we probably won't decide until actually that night. But we might do an episode of Hall of Lame next week. We might do something based off of the Hall of Fame members if we know more about it the week after that. Plenty of shit happening on the end of the month when we get to ROH Supercard of Honor, NXT Stand and Deliver, WrestleMania, the Hall of Fame itself. That's going to be a crazy, crazy week. But we do have other fun things in the meantime. So if you... Stay tuned and you make sure that you ring that little notification bell. You get those email alerts of when we go live for things or when we just post things in general, then it'll be easier for you to pop up and to join us on all those discussions. And we will see you when we see you. That's it for now though, everybody. Thank you for listening to this. 
Adios. This has been another Smart Cow moment, and we are being counted out.